0: to you, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays, currently the most thorough Death Stranding podcast on the internet. I am your host, Sam Wright, and it is fucking time. It is time. We've been playing Death Stranding. We're ready to cover Death Stranding. Uh, We're ready to make connections. We're ready to build strands. We're ready to connect America via the subtle sounds of the medium of podcast, but of course, the we is not royal, or is it
1: royal? Whatever. I'm here with, of course, Cole Duncan. Also known as Almost Burtman, and boy, I am ready to sink into this.
0: Oh boy, so much
1: stuff. It's it's been a lot. Oh,
0: Bubby, there's so much stuff to get into, Bubby. There's so much, but... We are not alone. I remember I told you guys two weeks ago to pay attention to a very particular set of letters that we received for mm-hmm. our Outer Op number four. We've got a couple of uh, couple of scoundrels here to join us uh, to cover this video game. We, we, we made some and more
1: connections. We did. We made uh,
0: several more connections. And I would like to first introduce somebody who you, if you've been listening for a while, you may remember... From past episodes, he is uh, he is our favorite New Yorker that's actually from New York, Zach James. Uh, I walked to work with 3,000 pounds of metal cases today, and no one knew what to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> I kept falling over. We should have asked them if they needed them, first of all. <laughs> did you get an order from the computer, or did you just decide to do it because I that's, just, that's I problematic? Did, I just
2: loaded up the backpack and started walking, and I kept falling everywhere. Mm.
0: That's problematic. How's the moon base? How's secret moon base Alpha? Uh,
2: the moon base is good now that we've exterminated all the uh, all the moon spiders. But uh, oh, good! Now, now we've good got rocks outside. with legs, and they're running around all over the place. It's, it's a mess up here, man. You still got fiber Jeez. up there, right? I still got fiber. Thankfully, I'm able, <laughs> I'm able to stream <laughs> That's it the most important with time. zero Fire. latency.
0: It's great. Sick. <laughs> um, and we've got one more fella. You uh, you may have heard of him from life. Uh, he was the gentleman that visited the uh, the Death Stranding pop-up with uh, Alessio uh, in New York uh, the other week. And you may also know him as Cole Duncan's best friend. It is Chris Hampton.
3: That's right. It's Mr. 8 out of 10 himself. <laughs> oh, 8, 8 out 10
0: of 10. 10 on 10?
2: IGN, baby. 8 out of 10. That's not good enough for my booby. Oh, <laughs> he's too short. That's a beep. That's a B in my book, Bubby. B for Bubby, and for BB. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Baby Bubby, we've I've created a circus. It's, this feels like um. This feels like <laughs> I feel like Screech in uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. So you stabbed a guy on Christmas. Did, did, did Screech Does stab a happen? guy in
2: Christmas and Saved by the Bell? The new class? Uh, I don't. I mean, it's a Family Guy reference, so I assume it's true at some level.
1: Wow, Dustin Diamond. Fa- Dustin Diamond is like objectively not a great person. I don't think that's no Dustin really Diamond's take a fucking on fucking podcast. S- hold on. So. No, so Dustin a fucking. Psychopath. Before
2: I make myself sound like a complete idiot, I'm going to Google this.
0: Whether he stabbed somebody on Christmas? Did Screech
2: stab a guy?
0: Now, are you saying Screech from the show or Dustin Diamond the human? Because I can bel- I can believe
1: Dustin Diamond stabbed someone like fully. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, first, yeah, no, yeah so As of June twenty fifth,
2: twenty fifteen, Dustin Diamond gets four month sentence in bar stabbing.
1: What? <laughs> the Only
0: four fuck? months for stabbing another human?
3: That's celebrity time, you know, you get a
0: uh, that's you true. get
3: a, a little leniency.
0: You gotta adjust for inflation. <laughs> <Exactly>.
3: <laughs> celebrity time. What is uh, four years in 1990 time? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Like, like a week in a bag of peanuts, maybe? Let's be know. real.
3: Dustin Diamond does not need to go to jail because he's already living in the own prison of his failure.
0: Yeah. yeah that's, that's Dustin fair. Diamond's punishment is, is, is being Dustin Is existing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Dustin Diamond is a Metal Gear fan and decided to listen to the podcast. It's like, oh, I'll check out these guys in their Death Stranding covers. Subscreech, like stop stabbing people. <laughs> yeah, don't stab people. Zach James, fingers, I'll you fight you. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Metal, Metal Gear Mondays, where everyone except Dustin Diamond is welcome.
4: Exactly. <laughs> dus- we, Dustin we Diamond
0: no. Dogs. Dust- oh, no. No, no. Well, shit. Now I don't know. No, no, dude. No. No. <laughs> We're off to a great. Sam start. just went to full stop right there. He's like, I God. sure did. I had to think about that. I had to bake that in my brain.
2: All right, sorry for that aside.
0: No, I mean, this is the kind of non sequitur bullshit <laughs> our fans have come to love and respect about us. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's, it's just yeah. like I, 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 I want to. I've got so many things that I want to do. I want to say. I want to talk about, I want to, um, I want to dive into, but really quickly, I, I, the first thing I want to do is I want you guys to kind of give us a brief, um, history of your guys' time with Hideo Kojima and, um, with like how you came to find the show, um, starting with Zach to kind of give a little bit of a refresher for those who haven't listened in a while. Zach, um quick history about your time with Kojima's products and finding the show and what got you to, to here.
2: Okay. Uh, so, started with Kojima when I was real young, because uh, my stepfather would play the first Metal Gear Solid, and I was I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And uh, then got, got into playing it myself with Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and all that. Uh, and then the rest is history. Got into the show because in... Uh, January of 2016, I was working as an overnight janitor in Planet Fitness. Uh, th- this is uh, this is before I became the overnight janitor on Moonbase Alpha. And uh, obviously,
1: obviously, that was the, it was a that was a stepping stone.
2: Yeah, of course. And um, but I was just I was bored one day, and I was like, "There's no fucking Metal Gear podcast." But let me just Google anyway, see if I can find any. Or not Google, just search on on iTunes. And sure as shit, fucking Metal Gear Mondays popped up, and I was like, <laughs> hmm. Let's see what these guys are all about, if they actually know what they're talking about. And I saw that there was an episode where they covered the Game Boy game Ghost Babble. I was like, well, that's not too widely known, so I listened to it, and I was hooked, and I started listening, and then I was like, hmm, these guys seem pretty cool, and I wrote in an email, and Alessia responded like two hours later, and here I am. Mm -hmm.
0: Here I am. We're uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste your time on me. Uh, funnily enough, Zach, I don't think I was on the Ghost Battle episode. So what does that say about You you
2: were not. You um it was that was Alessio and Cameron, I believe. But then because mm-hmm. I was so impressed, I immediately went back and just started listening from episode one. So it was uh it was Alessio, you, Isaac, and Cameron. And uh mm-hmm. and just just instantly you know, I, I was hooked, and you guys actually did a fucking awesome job.
0: And, uh, and like I said, here we are now. Make me feel better about myself more. <laughs> um, Chris, same
3: question. So when I was in high school, um, I, I, I come from like a pretty religious family background, and it was very conservative, so I wasn't allowed to own anything that was rated over E. Right,
4: oh, no.
3: <clears throat> but me and some buddies in high school, we all chipped in together and bought one copy of Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation One. And the way we were doing it is, uh, we would play up to a certain point and pass it around because we it was like a mm. collective video game, right? Um, and none of us could like one. We didn't have money to like buy our own games when we were like freshmen in high school. Uh, And two, like, only one of us could get M-rated games out of our friend group. So Metal Gear started because of that, like, little community where we were all like, oh, that is Baguette. There's someone at the door. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and, like, I think that's also something that Cole and I first bonded over Mm -hmm. um, was Metal Gear, because... I remember I went over to your place and you had some like Metal Gear shit on your shelf and
1: Yeah, I think I honestly I think at that point I probably had like the calorie mate like up on like my, my bookshelf.
3: You did, and then we both talked about how Metal Gear Solid 3 was like the most the ex- best game. Exquisite yeah. it, it is game. the most exquisite video game <laughs> I've ever played. I love it. Um So yeah, that's how I came to Hideo Kojima and like after that, like when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out me and my buddy and I we rented it and we immediately played through the whole game. We didn't leave my bedroom until we beat it.
0: Um, nice. Yeah. So, and then So what what was it? What was it that drew you guys to pick up Metal Gear in the first place? Like was it just like the first rated game you saw or was it
3: Honestly, yeah, I thought it had boobies
2: in it.
0: <laughs> I mean, You wouldn't be necessarily wrong. (laughs) It depends on... It's good old
2: 1998 polygonal triangle poke your eye out boobies. I mean, you Mm -hmm. did have to pay attention to Meryl to like... Yeah, it's true. You've got a cute butt.
3: No, um, honestly... (laughs) That's a nice ass. The real answer (laughs) for me is uh, that cool ass ninja with a fucking sword, you know? I was like... (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. "Ah." Yeah, I was like, dude, I want to play as him. And you know, you didn't get to. At
1: least. And then you saw him, you were like, I never want to be that guy. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> hurt, hurt me snake. More. Hurt more.
2: I just want to, uh, I just cool. want to throw this out there that, uh, Sam does an excellent ninja impression from the second Metal Gear Solid.
0: Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> <laughs> just remember, this mine <laughs>
2: It's it's been a good while since I heard on the show. I hadn't I, had,
0: I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing. Anyway.
0: And I'm assuming the podcast is Cole's Fault. So,
1: yeah,
3: Cole told me about this podcast and I was like
1: My fault.
3: <laughs> and I my immediate thought was like, "Oh, that's cute," and then immediately forgot about it. But um I was like running out of podcasts to listen to, and I I texted Cole and I was like, Hey, what was that thing you mentioned? Uh,
1: and he told me, I'm, he's like, oh, yeah. Middle- I'm realizing something very deep about our friendship now. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a busy man, Cole. I'm a busy <laughs> I'm man. I'm just fucking with you. Um, but yeah, I, I discovered the podcast for that. So I was listening to like a couple episodes. And after the fifth one, I was like, yeah, I got to like get in on the Patreon. I'm using this enough throughout my day. And I listened, I think, mm. to every single episode in the span of like two weeks because it was the only oh, thing I was... Yeah, I was I was just listening to it all day at work and went at the gym when I was walking my dog. Um, I was watching the YouTube episodes while I was falling asleep at night. And I just couldn't... <laughs> I could not get enough Metal Gear in my life. Um, oh. So I think you guys rekindled my... Affection for video games.
0: Whoa, dude. Yeah. Because
3: I hate video games.
0: <laughs> I
3: hate it. I hate video games. I hate
0: baseball.
1: <clears throat> okay, boomer. <clears throat> okay, boomer. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> yeah, I just... No, that's later. We're talking about that later. <laughs> Ooh, that might
1: be a callback. <laughs> no, I, I just or or think it's like, uh, uh, well,
3: I just think oh. it's easy to think that, like, Oh, video games are this really negative thing, but it this podcast reminded me of how much it can bring people together from like totally different backgrounds, and it's still like creating connections. God, it's one of the best online communities I've ever been a part of. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, it's a really, really awesome community. I've damn son, I've
3: made so many friends for real, and we've done some really cool stuff as a group.
0: Yeah, I. I, th- I agree. I think we have a very good group of people uh, that listen to this podcast, and I'm very appreciative of that. And thanks for your kind words. It started off kind of like a Metal Gear Mondays, my last resort, but <laughs> it, turned into- it, got, it got nicer, yeah, he, and I appreciate your kindness. Yeah, he took the
2: napkin that Cole wrote it down on and blew his nose with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll
3: remember this like, later. But I stuck it Maybe. in my pocket. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a handkerchief.
0: Yeah, of course. And he chief. Cole, why are you writing on handkerchiefs?
1: Okay, look, reasonable. look, like don't question my methods. I got them here, all right? And then later, <laughs> and then, the I and then yeah. later,
2: later Cole was like, "Hey, did you check out that podcast I told you about?" And Chris went, "Don't bother me when I'm being rich." <laughs> smacked him right across the mouth.
0: <laughs> I'm fucking rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all that's a super awesome. Thank you guys for uh joining us and making like it feels it feels so weird unfortunately yeah unfortunately unfortunately um isaac has just been very busy with work and he's not able to commit to um covering the game and of course we know the story with alessio and so um and i wanted to bring the new class in for this coverage so i don't have any news items we might have some stuff next week but i uh I kind of just want to start talking about this video game. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Let's that? Just Let's just jump right into, into it, man. It. Jump
2: right yeah. into it like the game just throws
0: you right into it.
1: Fucking A, it does.
0: The, the rope, along with the stick, are two of mankind's oldest tools. The stick to keep the bad away, the rope used to bring the good towards us. They were our first friends of our own invention. Wherever there were people, there were the rope and the stick. And that is from Kobo Abe's Nawa. It's also the first fucking thing you see when you boot up this video game. <laughs> so, it's so I, uh, <laughs> that's incredible. So I, so I was,
2: um, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, look up the once there was an explosion quote, and as I was type, and once as I was typing it in, it auto filled to once there was an ugly particle. <laughs> 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 he was
4: so ugly that everyone died <laughs> the end, the
0: end. <laughs> so, so this is the first thing this is the first quote that you see in the game it's a quote from uh, Kobo Abe who uh, about the stick and the rope and it's meant to I don't fucking know what it's about but
2: <laughs> uh, I um, mean it
0: sounds to me like it's a reference
2: to the stick being the ladder and the rope being your rope
4: mm-hmm
0: your rope, so, your fucking rope. Um, Go I actually,
3: rope. I actually saw a think piece in the Washington Post that was talking about about, the- about Death Stranding, yes, and <laughs> oh, and they okay. they did an interview with Kojima at this event that Alessio and I went to. It was like the night before uh, right. that he and I went, and he Kojima said that he put this quote in the game because he feels like the stick is meant to like push people away. Right. And every Mm -hmm. like video game up to this point has been a stick and it's a weapon and you like use it and it's combative, but he wanted to make something that like pulled people together. And that's like
0: where he wanted to make a row. He wanted
3: to make a strand video game. So that's why this Mm -hmm. is whole, this whole new genre of strands as he calls it.
1: So like the idea of like strand isn't so much uh, so it's like you're so alone and, you know, no one's around you. It's kind of like that kind of a double entendre where it's like you have the the rope kind of binding you together, but also the strands that connect all of us. Uh, as well as you just being alone at certain points in the game.
2: Oh shit, I like that mm. explanation a lot more than my guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go sit over in the corner and let
2: you intellectuals talk it out.
0: <laughs> oh, King Shits over here talking about intellectual bullshit.
2: <laughs> Chris's aura right. has rubbed off on you guys. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. I've you ruined the this? podcast. <laughs> God, pod- the podcast is canceled mm.
1: now. Uh, I found it quite shallow and pedantic. You can could, you could go to bit.ly/slash Metal Gear Store to buy the rest of our stuff so we can leave. Bye. <laughs>
0: It's MGM store. Well, you know what? That's why you do the outro, Sam. Okay. That's That's why I do the outro. And we're not even at the fucking outro.
4: (laughs) Anyway. um,
0: (laughs) I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. Um, (laughs) Does this mean we get two Christmases? (laughs) You see this quote and then. Can we talk very quickly about that sick fucking uh, Kojima Productions introduction? Yo, I want to play hey, that dude. video game. I want to yeah, be that. Me dude. too. There's some lot. There was lots of like Ludens is badass. There was a lot of dope ass whale imagery. You think you're like,
1: underwater for a second, and then
0: and no, nope. you're on the fucking moon, bitch. Fucking moon.
1: You, I, well, actually, yeah. he's hanging out
2: here in Moonbase Alpha with me. Oh shit! Can you put oh, him you, on real quick? Oh, word.
0: Yeah. Can we talk to Ludens real quick?
2: Uh, yeah. Hold on. Ludens. Ludens. Come
4: here. Uh, hey, what's up guys?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey
1: Ludens, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Just enjoyed Fiber and listened to you guys on uh, on Moonbase Alpha. So are you the reason mm. why you guys have fiber up there right now? Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I work for hey, Google. Hey. My dad is
0: Google. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Loons, can I ask you a quick question really quick? Hey, what's up? Can you, can you, can you, what do you, what do you think about Death Stranding? Is it a
1: good video game? Uh, we, the, objectively? The
2: Amazon drones haven't delivered it up here yet.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Oh, right. Gotcha. What was it like uh just being around Hideo Kojima for so long? Oh, he's awesome. He's like a second father to me.
2: <laughs> Although he would not respect my shellfish allergy. Oh, mm. uh, oh. Shrimp was always bad. on the table. Constant anaphylactic shock. That's why I have to wear the mask.
0: Mm. Oh. That's Chris, you got, got, got anything for Ludens? Yeah, this, hey. This exclusive um, interview?
3: Hey, Ludens, what do you think of uh, real down-to-Mars girls?
2: <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Ludens. Hey, guys. Oh man, oh, that man. was crazy, a great Zach. guy. Great guy. Yeah, bet you bet guy. you guys didn't expect that interview, huh? A gentleman oh, and job. a
0: scholar. Yeah, wow,
1: the, absolutely. Wow, that's the most
0: exclusive interview we've gotten on the
1: show. <laughs> yeah,
0: wow. Real down to Mars, Girls, Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so we see the sick ass productions logo, and then we're kind of led into the game. The first cut scene of the game. There's really no pomp and. Circumstances after you start it, um, you see, you have Sam Porter Bridges, as we know, Norman Reedus, reading a quote, um, which you can presume is about the Big Bang. He says, Once there was an explosion, a bang which gave birth to time and space. Once there was an explosion, a bang which set a planet spinning in that space. Once there was an explosion, a bang which gave rise to life as we know it. And then came the next explosion. And then it kind of cuts into Sam riding his bicycle.
1: Just getting it up that mountain. Just
0: just trucking along, uh, riding his bicycle, bunch of crows kind of floating around. What's up with the crows? There's a storm and an upside-down rainbow, the scariest iconography in the world now.
1: Yep. Yep. Saw a rainbow the <laughs> other day, started hyperventilating, didn't realize it was a bad thing, held my breath, realized <laughs> that was also a bad thing, mm-hmm. and just drove faster. So we had a, we had mm-hmm. a big
2: storm roll in uh, earlier today. And there was a perfect uh, half circle rainbow out over the ocean, over the bay, and Ooh. I was, and my buddy was like, "Hey, look, rainbow!" I was sort of like, "Ooh, I don't like it. Go away." Oh, oh, no, no, hey, not right now.
0: rainbow. Yeah. Um. And this rain starts killing all these crows. They're falling, dropping dead. Um. Uh. Lots of stuff happening as everything tries to run away from this 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 storm. Um. Can I tell you my favorite thing, and not even my favorite thing, but just the the biggest thing that I noticed is that as Sam is uh, trying to drive away. He kind of like rides up to the edge of the cliff, and I was very confused as to why he decided to run up to the edge of the cliff. And he looks over to see if there's some escape, and he sees these like goat things trying to jump over this ravine, and one of them just fucking falls. <laughs> it's yeah. re- It's realistic. That's realistic. It fucking, I fucking, I was like, Kojima, what are you doing to these goats, bubby?
1: <laughs> I mean, when the ESRB rating of uh, spoiler, we got that you know, a baby just straight up gets shot. So, I mean, what's the what's him from killing a couple goats? Well, it's because animals are better than
0: humans. Mm. So it's true, they <laughs> we, are. That's still, why
1: I forgot that you're still riding really hard on this like fuck babies mentality.
0: No, not fuck babies. I'm just saying all babies are ugly.
1: Mm.
0: And that's the truth. <laughs> you can't
3: say fuck babies. Okay? That's like... <laughs> you, that you, Chris Hansen's
0: gonna show up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slap your baby in the face. Thinks it's king shit of the castle? No thanks. Fuck that baby. Can't even baby. hold up its damn
2: head. What are you staring at, baby? I don't fucking, fucking know you. spot
0: ass bitch. <laughs> That Jesus. goat died for you. <laughs> <laughs> died for your sins, baby. Appreciate the goat. <laughs> hey,
3: speaking of abrupt changes in conversation, what just popped up out of nowhere? <laughs> what? What? In, in this the, the cutscene. Cut yeah, just like popped up out of nowhere. Oh, that BT. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Is that
0: what you're just talking like about? drops you know, in, like a like handprint, just kind of shows up.
3: I, yeah it sounds like, like a big cat crawling along or like a
0: a puma or something
3: chasing after you
0: <laughs> um but yeah, so Sam decides he wants to try and and launch over a cliff which I have had experiences trying to do this in this video game, and it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> it does, but you got to do it in a real certain kind of way. God, it's just... Because he jumps a much further distance than all the times I've tried. I've fallen down so many fucking ravines, it's insane. But right, same. Uh, he launches over a cliff, and then... Uh, drives directly into this woman who's standing in the way and she kind of bamps away like nightcrawler and uh and uh, Sam crashes his bike and it falls off a cliff.
1: <laughs> like like bike like goat.
0: Yeah, bike bike like goat. It's a goat bike. It falls off the cliff and Sam is uh Sam is now in the middle of the storm. Uh and this is the first time you're able to control Sam.
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta go pick up your uh, pick up your packages.
0: mm-hmm. And so what is what is the first thing that you noticed when you started controlling Sam in this game? Like, what um, was your first feeling?
1: Well, a excitement, but B like um you know, you don't really get a feel for the like balance mechanic. Um, Mm -hmm. At this point, it was like the traversal was kind of weird because it's like, you know, oh, there's just rocks. And in the standard video game, I'm thinking, oh, rocks, I'm just going to walk over them. Mm -hmm. No, Uh, in Death Stranding, I'm going to trip over them (laughs) a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you finally kind of get the, okay, we need to, you know, brace up with the the backpack. Um, The first thing that kind of shocked or, you know, hit me was just how gorgeous the game actually is.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say is um, before I even started moving him around is I just did a slow fucking 360 pan around uh, to look at the environment. Uh, it was just like, damn, this game is gorgeous. But then I uh, then I started walking around and uh, immediately realized that I wasn't playing Metal Gear Solid Five and that the controls were different. <laughs> 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 yeah, my brain just kind of reverted what? back to those controls and it's like,
0: oh, wait, these aren't the right buttons. <laughs> this, doesn't, this doesn't work. Um, I noticed that he kind of moves very quickly when he's unencumbered, and it, I almost yeeted myself off a cliff <laughs> uh, immediately. Uh, also, I got lost <laughs> somehow. You got lost. I went in the opposite direction of where <laughs> I was supposed to go by walking <laughs> a giant circle. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I was trying to figure out. I tried to, like, Skyrim myself up the edge of a cliff, and then I fell down, and then, like, I got turned around. Sa- Sa- it was so Sam
2: bad. has put 30 hours into this game wandering away from the first objective. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I
0: haven't. I spoiler alert, I haven't played this game at all because I'm still stuck in this first Sam's, room. Box. A Sam, a Sam,
1: like, che- checks the mm-hmm. map. And he's like, Why the fuck am I in Maine right now? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has happened. It's just been a walk. It's literally been a
2: walking simulator. <laughs> yeah,
1: There's all these dead lobsters on the ground. <laughs> oh, man, I, eat that lobster. I could go for some lobster
0: right now. Oh,
3: shit. I had a lobster roll with Alessio in New York, and god, that just was like smack your mama good. <laughs> <Ooh>. You
2: should <laughs> never smack your mama, booby. It's disrespectful
1: <laughs> Chris, what was your uh what was your first impressions uh, um, whenever you got control? Uh
3: yeah, my immediate thought was like, Holy shit, this drives like a dream. Uh mm. just like moving God, I this is like what I wish Arthur Morgan felt like moving him around in Red Dead Redemption because like S- Sam feels like he is actually in his environment and he reacts to
1: mm. it. Yeah, yeah,
3: and it's the coolest thing I've ever played.
1: Uh, Sam, is it at this point that uh, the game prompts you with the uh, the Odre deck for the first time? Um, am I correct I, in saying that? I. I, I think so you're able to
0: scan the environment at this point in the game to kind of see right like where the cliffs are taking okay
1: this is quite possibly one of my favorite parts of the game the just deck you, you just the, the Odin Kirk, yeah, just being able to being able to like, <laughs> scan the environment and you know that that first ping when you realized oh I actually really have to plot out where I'm going because if I walk I, over here, it's going to be rough terrain. And I'm thinking in like D and D terms. I'm like, yeah, I can technically walk through there, but it's going to take me, it's going to be a little bit harder for me to move. Whereas if I take this other route where everything's blue, I'm like good to go easily. Mm-hmm. That was just such a cool mechanic. I, to me.
0: can I say we've been doing this podcast for four years, just about, or actually we're past four years at this point. Um, and I said a lot of really dorky shit, but can I say what I think might be the dorkiest thing I've ever said on this podcast? Do it up, really quick, please, Sam. Please, I fucking love topography so much, <laughs> and this game, a man after my own heart. This game it makes me hard for topography. <laughs> <It's>
1: cool, <laughs> I can, right? I mean, like it's, it's just, so cool. I mean, it's just, God, it's so cool. It's like it's it's a it's an added, you know, what I thought would detract from the game is. Adding to it, like you know, mm-hmm. the terrain is kind of an enemy, or not really an enemy, but it's like a constant obstacle that you, the player, have to be mindful of, yeah. the entire time.
2: I will say, uh, it's
1: like its own kind of antagonist. I, yeah.
2: I probably played for about two or three hours before I realized that you could, like, if you press down the touchpad, you can rotate and like tilt mm-hmm. the uh, map, mm-hmm. and oh boy, that uh, that, made, that made my life so much easier once I was like, oh shit, I can actually do like terrain analysis and really plan mm-hmm. my routes, that's instead of job. just being like, oh, this, because it doesn't read like a normal to, uh, topographical map, where it, it's like, um, it gives you uh, grid, uh, not grid lines, um, like terrain lines and shit like that, I forget what the actual term mm-hmm. is, uh, where, you know, close, elevation again, we'll lines, I believe, elevation I lines, that's it, thank you. It doesn't give you that, so you're just sort of like, oh, it looks like it's a hill, and then you've got this fucking 600-foot cliff (laughs) in front of you. (laughs) You're like, oh,
3: I guess I'm going around that. Yeah, I thought it was such a cool innovation of the touchpad on the PS4 because it wasn't wasn't interruptive in the actual gameplay, and I think that some people that have tried to use it have failed in that regard. Because it doesn't feel intuitive, but this felt like yeah. I was act- like you're actually holding a map and moving it around as you're looking mm-hmm. at it.
0: Because it it's gotten to the point now where people really don't know what to do with it, and so they just use it as a glorified pause button. But like, it feels useful in this game. Yeah,
1: yeah, and just actually being able to mm-hmm. just manipulate it in such an organic way has just been. It's yeah. just one of these other things in the game that is just really innovative in a weird way, even though it's something that's been around for god knows how long now
3: uh but i'd also like to say on this point with the that this moment when zach discovered how you how do you do that i discovered that later on the game but that was my immediate second reaction was it feels so good to play a finished kojima game again
1: yes oh yeah Mm -hmm. this
3: world just feels so full whereas metal gear solid 5 felt really empty and sparse
2: yeah, I I think I think that was one of the biggest things that stood out to me too. Because like I love wandering around in games, and this game was obviously designed for that. Because um, mm-hmm. like you know in Metal Gear Solid Five, be like, oh, your objective is one point two kilometers over here. So I'd be like, oh, I'll just walk there, and it was just nothing but empty desert, or like you know mm-hmm. this this half acidly filled jungle where there was nothing going on. And in a world like Death Stranding, that feels natural. But you know, having been to you know, I've been to Africa. I've been to Afghanistan. It's not like that. There's shit going on all over the place in areas like that. It's not just empty like right. those games would have you believe.
1: Well, it's kind of ironic too that the world feels so full and fleshed out when, you know, in the canon of the world, it's empty. It's barren. You know, it's it's yeah. me- it's meant to be, you know, a place where you build a shelter and then stay there for indefinite for an indefinite amount of time
0: mm. I think my only thing about the world and I agree with everything that you guys have said I think my only thing is that I would have liked to be able to like explore the insides of the not cities but agree it's so minor that's so minor in like in, like, making the world feel complete. Like, it right. feels like a completely fleshed-out world. Like, stuff has happened here. It feels lived in. Yeah. Mer- Metal Gear Solid Five felt very sterile yeah. in that respect.
1: I, I get that. I, the, the only thing with that, for me, you know, it just kind of... It, it seems to me that the not-cities are not real... Not, huh? Uh, <laughs> are not really cities as much as they are just big office buildings for bridges. And some... I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like... I. Yeah, like you said, it's it's a minor, but it's kind of like I could take it or leave it. The only times I'm, only places I am going in here is to mm-hmm. my garage or to the depot. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think the not cities are really just menus. That's what they are.
2: Yeah. yeah. Also, can I just say that the architecture in this game is awesome? Like all the modern sort of like
1: oh, prefab yeah. kind of like brutalism. So good. Yeah,
2: just freaking you know. Here we're gonna drop this cube that you are gonna. Live in it's got everything you need. I don't know why, but just that that kind of architecture really just appeals to me yeah. for some reason. Like that, like
0: prefab, like
2: yeah. It's actually it's very similar to. I've also been playing the shit out of uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and uh, mm-hmm. and they've got very similar architecture with like the houses and the offices in that game too. And I, I just love it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'd live in this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could live here. I can make a good home here yeah, with yeah. Chelsea from down the street.
1: Maybe if you'd bring, maybe you'd bring you me a No, it's in, in Queens. We could all
2: live here.
4: <laughs>
1: and you stay away before from that Chelsea. Before we see any of that architecture, we meet somebody.
0: We do. So, so once once you, if you're me, uh, figure out where the fuck you are, <laughs> you come back um, down.
1: You come back down from Portland, and then you like find yep. your way back.
0: <laughs> um, you find your way into a cave, and this cave should be familiar to people who have watched the like uh, like most of the videos running up to this. Um, you walk into a cave, and uh, Sam starts kind of undressing uh, to like dry off, and he's in there with a the deer, um, and uh, he drops a picture on the ground, and a perfectly timed drop of timefall drips on the pregnant woman's face, obscuring her from view. So you don't know who she is. But Sam, what is timefall? Um, well, you see, we're gonna find out what timefall is, but to kind of exp- to explain what it is, timefall is basically rain that rapidly accelerates uh, in the aging process in people and objects. So those crows that were falling dead, dying—they were
1: being hit by the rain, and they were rapidly aging. And uh, have you, um, have, you uh, have you noticed, like, when you're in a timefall area, the the plants?
0: Yes. Yeah, they grow and decay because like, the timefall accelerates that like process, and it's so cool. Yeah. I think
2: that's illustrated in in the um, in the first cutscene, too, isn't it? Like it shows a it, close-up of a little stem mm-hmm. sprouting,
1: and then it quickly wilts. It, yeah, it is, but I was afraid that it would just be in cutscenes that you get to see that, but I no, was so wrong. It's in the world as well, which is so cool to me.
0: Yeah. Um, also... As beautiful as this game is, Sam's facial hair fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really did him dirty like with they, that. They really did. I mean, well, he is a dirty boy in this game, so I guess it makes.
3: I sense. mean, Norman Regent um, Norman Reedus is very patchy in real life. I can yeah, I can yes. testify to that. But they,
0: but like,
2: not this bad. No, no, no. They, they gave him fucking. They gave him two strips of pubes that were Elmer glued to his face. <laughs> Just, like, stop
0: halfway up his cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... He drops this picture, and uh, he gets these really, really bad goosebumps because he has dooms, as we'll find out in a little bit, uh, meaning he can kind of detect when BTs are around, and one kind of is walking in front of him. You see it's Prince in front of him, and um, one steps on the picture, and as it walks away, he tries to grab a picture, and then, despite the fact that I knew this was gonna fucking happen... Uh, scares the fuck out of me. (laughs) Uh, Somebody grabs Sam's hand and pulls him away, and they're stalked by a BT, and the fucking deer runs out of the cave, which I'm very concerned about. Um, uh, And the BT that's stalking them kind of seems to follow what They're holding their breath. And then um, another thing that scared the fuck out of me while they're holding their breath, a third BT appears right next to Sam's face, um, and then it leaves. Starts crawling all around them. Starts crawling all around them and then it eventually leaves. <laughs> and don't find itself uh, a nice BT girl. <laughs> <laughs> um and so once once they leave, Sam and Fragile kind of look outside of the cave and you can kind of see very faintly in the sky. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Um uh so two things that I noticed in this section. While the BT, the second BT is in front of them, did you guys notice that Fragile is like looking directly at it? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sam was kind of looking at the ground where the footprints were. Yeah, like. I did
1: not notice that. I yeah. did.
0: Yeah, she's like looking
1: up at something. <clears throat> well, I think, I'm assuming you know, and this is this wasn't a. Spoiler oh, when it's when it's
2: climbing it. up along the wall and like upward.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, when, right. it's in, when it's in front of them, yeah. Oh, this isn't uh. a, this isn't a spoiler because we did see it in the trailers where Fragile asks Sam, you know, you know, what's your level? And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. I uh, I'm level two. I, I've got the um was it Extinction? Extinction factor? Factor, factor, factor. factor, yeah. Yeah, and you know, he alludes that hers must be higher. So I'm assuming, you know, we, we know that Doom's, can... you know, with a Doom you can sense BT. Sam's being level 2 means he can only just legitimately, like, kind of it's like Spidey sense, like, you know, you get he gets the tingles. He <laughs> gets the tingles. So I'm assuming yeah, but... Fragile can just straight up see them.
0: Then the second thing I noticed is that after they the BTs go away and it kind of stops raining, if you look into the sky, you know how this like this like scene of like those five black things floating in the sky above the water is thing. You can kind of see very faintly these five white figures in the sky mm-hmm. in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's that's another big thing that I noticed and I'm curious about that. Hey, um,
3: during this time did any of you guys think back to when you were first you first select a new game and it asked you to put in your birthday? And and mm-hmm. then it tells you like for me, I put in my birthday and it's and it gave me like a list of Zodiac signs and one of them was mine. Yeah. And it said these are people born under these signs are very sensitive to BTs mm-hmm. and have a intend to have a high dooms level. Did it tell you mm-hmm. guys that? Th- that
1: yeah, same told message me that as well. Um,
0: um, they told me the same thing, but my, my sign was, yes, So I just,
1: I just pulled them up. The, the dooms constellations are cancer. So we're going to do a little bit of astrology here. Cancer. Yeah. So you're, if you're from June 21st to July 22nd, I'm a Pisces, cancer February 18th through March 20th, cestus November, uh, Delphinus, September or Gigas, January. Wait, so never heard of. Is that heard the new one? Last... Gigas. Is that the
2: new one they tried to like implement like
0: a few years ago? Well that was Ophicius. That was Ophicius that they tried to implement.
1: I I haven't heard of Sustus, Delphinus, or Gigas ever. Me either. Gigas, uh Gigas is January. That's
0: me. Yeah, those Gigas. are like Del- uh
1: Delphinus is me. Yeah,
0: because I'm a Scorpio. Hmm. Ooh, it's Scorpio season right now, buddy. no, my birthday it's... is next week. Ooh.
3: Happy <laughs> early birthday.
0: Um thanks man well actually so uh, we'll
2: talk before it oh. uh, for next
0: week's episode too <laughs> yeah so you get to wish him a happy birthday again oh, oh yeah i'm gonna I'm, gonna
3: I'm gonna double up on that you two know for I'm, the gonna price do- of I'm gonna I'm give so many i'm gonna double birthdays. up on my zach love
0: you
2: know <laughs>
0: <laughs> my zach love my zach glove oh, stop it youtube uh, <laughs> um so anyway so uh So, Fragile's been holding Sam's, like, wrist this entire time, and he kind of, like, yanks away from her, and then she starts freaking out about, like, it's chiral allergy, which is a reaction that people have, uh, people can have to, um, BTs and, like, chiral things. Um, and, uh, that's when they have the conversation about the Dooms and, like, their levels and the extinction factor and stuff like that. And then she introduces herself as Fragile, um... And uh, she recognizes him and calls him the man who delivers and then offers him one of those little grubby things, which they're called. I did not. Crypto They're crypto buyouts. I call them fucking crypto bites. You can't stop me. Nope. Crypto. Crypto bites. He does not accept this and she eats it instead.
1: Um, those things are weirdly then, uh, adorable. They are. They have yeah. these
0: they have little faces. They like yeah. uh, feel so yeah, bad.
1: Like, like, like big old tardigrades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have That's what they look
0: like. It's, it's super cute and I feel bad about eating them, but they help me get my blood back and I really
1: need that. So, um, it's, it's either it's either the cryptobiot or a goat, Sam. You choose. Goat. Both. Both. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so she asks, she says, uh, do you want to work for me? He says, uh, y- you've got plenty of people. Um, and she says plenty of traitors, um, and that there's not much left of her like her company. And then reveals that she has this full bodysuit and gloves because she was soaked from neck to toe with Timefall, meaning her body has been rapidly aged.
2: Yeah, she's got a gross um, hand. She pulls off her glove and shows yeah. that. So it's a a real, gross,
1: real old, 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 decrepit hand.
0: Yeah, a little old hand, the oldest hand. Yeah, um, that's kind of macabre,
1: isn't it?
3: It's like. A little bit, yeah. Because I. It really helps introduce that mechanic of timefall into the game. It, it impresses yeah, how on you how like important it is. how
1: serious it is. Yeah, it makes it kind mm-hmm. of like a tangible fear to have.
0: Yeah. I feel like Old Decrepit Hand should be a white card cards in Cards Against
1: Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to put that on my custom um, card right now, actually. <laughs> old Decrepit Hand. Fragile's Decrepit Hand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, so after this conversation, she gets ready to leave and um, tells him to watch himself because the BTs never stay gone for long. And then um, uh, Sam finally picks up the picture and Fragile says the timefall may fast forward what it touches, but it can't wash everything away. And then she kind of bamps away again. Um. So yeah, so after this, it's time to march your way to your next destination. Um. With a with a perfect song for introducing this. Oh uh, yeah. Ooh, low
1: roar. We're all big is. fans of low roar now. I feel like. Oh yeah. Well, so I, I was sold on
2: them from the first uh, the first commercial when they put this out, mm-hmm. back in 2016.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just say I went and immediately ordered this week every single one of their albums on vinyl. Nice. Oh yeah. nice. Kojima made me a fan
0: they are very good like it's it's one of those things where i think we had a we had a conversation with i think terry um who mentioned that like kojima and his products have a way of like elevating people to a certain height that they maybe wouldn't have gotten to before and i think him just kind of picking up cuz low roar is the soundtrack to basically every like sweeping like imp, like like breathtaking moment in the yeah. game that yeah. like, you see like everything around you and so it's it's so good and then every time you hear one of their songs it gives it to you so you can listen to it in the room and it's just incredible. it's so good yeah.
3: yeah, the sound design is just impeccable because it's like the, oh, mu- yeah. the music like combined with all of the, the oral sounds that are like of Sam walking and the rain and just the environment
2: well I, I like how they do a thing too where like it sort of starts out normal and then once the song really gets going everything else becomes muted with the exception of the rain mm. if it's raining
0: yeah. Yeah. And uh, j- And that's a very deliberate choice, oh, yeah. I think. And uh and it works and, well. Yeah,
2: what, well, one of the good ones. Um but um and that song is Don't Be So Serious by Low Roar just to uh just for clarification's sake.
0: Don't be so serious.
2: Yeah. Hey, Sam cute here.
4: Don't be so serious. Don't be so serious.
2: See. Oh, you see, I didn't know if we—I didn't know if that was still a thing or not. That's why. Oh, I just, it's like, a thing.
0: <laughs> it's a thing. Get to know. But this time it's me and not Alessia, so it's not funny yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's still funny.
1: It's still funny. I, the the
0: student, has become the master. Oh man, just wait until I fucking make you learn how to. Edit. <laughs> oh, God damn. oh it's, it's gonna be every five seconds. I'm gonna want you to cue something. Oh yeah,
2: it's. I've edited one podcast in my life, and that was a chore. <laughs> um,
0: so this is kind of like your first real traversal section, getting from here to from the cave to, um, I guess it's it's uh, central knot yep. that you get to. Um, any did, anything new that popped up that you're trying that you tried to figure out that you? Uh, no, I I, you, I actually uh, thought that this discovered? was a
2: pretty good intro because if I remember correctly, right from the bat, you can see where you're going. Like, it's just sort of, like, Mm -hmm. off in the middle distance, so you don't really have to worry about, like, laying down waypoints or whatever. It's more so just like, hey, Mm -hmm. there's your objective. Uh, You know, you just get all this landscape between you. Have fun with it.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Zach. I think it was just a perfect intro to the game, and it allowed you to really just take in everything. And I I think Mm -hmm. that's what it was designed to do.
0: Yeah, agreed. It's just the game, like, so me me, and Alessio kind of talked last week about how I think the tutorials are a little, like, the tutorial pops are a little heavy-handed, um, uh, which I still do agree with, but it, they do a good job of, like, ushering you in the right direction and kind mm-hmm. of showing you, like, what you should be doing versus, like, you know, everything else. Yeah. So, th- So, you know, I can't be too mad at them. And they're they're you know for the most part not very intrusive I would say
2: to um, to to a point yeah. I can agree with you but um, I'm much further in the game now and uh, and they just you know God God help you if you accidentally select a weapon it's gonna it's gonna give you that pop up on how to use it and uh, and <laughs> I have yet to be able to find a way to turn those off.
1: Well, I mm. agree with you guys on that. You know, to an extent, I will say that it's a. I prefer them a lot more than I do, like with like how Metal Gear used to do it. I know we're not doing like comparisons right now, but you know, not having your codec go off every like ten seconds for them to say Mm -hmm. Sam, for you to to to, uh, equip this one item, press the action key, and da 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 da. -da." You know, it's just having it kind of like pop up in the bottom of my screen. I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that um,
3: it's purposefully designed to be that way because honestly av- as i've been playing this f- to prepare for the podcast i feel like i'm not playing it the right way i think it's meant to be played over a very long period of time oh for and, sure and those yeah. things are there to remind you of like this is how you play the game when you hop back into it because i think we've that
2: actually makes a lot of sense
0: yeah, I think just the culture of how, like, we have to play this for the show. And, like, I, I, like in a perfect world, we'd be doing, like, 15, 20 episodes on this podcast yeah. just to, like, I, you know. But, I don't know about you, know. you guys, but I fully, into, like,
2: once once we finish this for the show, I'm going to shelve this for at least six months and uh, and then eventually go back and sort of play through it at my own pace, uh, yeah. you know, without, yeah. without that, that crunch that, unfortunately, <laughs> we have to play it with because of how we're doing yeah. the
1: show. Yeah, like, no, I, I definitely yeah. planned on coming back to it probably next year. Just I mean, for the show, you know, I have uh taken a little bit of a break with it. Um, you know, I played to the port part where we needed to be for this episode, but I have put the game down for at least a day. And you know, after we're yeah. done with all this, I'll probably get on there for another hour, play a little bit, and just kind of yeah. see how that pacing uh feels as well.
0: Yeah. I haven't played it since Sunday. I actually had to force so myself not to like...
1: play it today. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Sam. No, that's that's all I was gonna
0: say. Uh,
2: I, I was gonna say because I played it basically since it came out. I mean, over the over the weekend, we had a three day uh, where I'm at for yeah. Veterans Day, and literally every waking moment where I wasn't eating and watching like Hulu or something, uh, I was playing Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put a couple hours into it on Tuesday. And uh, but today I didn't touch it. I was like, well, we're gonna be talking about it. Let me just, you know, let me let me shelve it for today just to give myself a break. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Chris, I think I think that makes a lot of sense about a, like I I haven't thought about it like that, but I think that makes a lot of sense about why the tutorials are so persistent. Um, yeah, holy shit. Okay. Yeah, no, good, good on you for putting that together, Chris. Because
2: I never would have put that together. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I just. I don't know because on Sunday like I all I did on Sunday was I woke up I played Death Stranding in the middle of the day it was like so nice I went out and I went for a four mile hike with my dog and hmm. you know the only thing I could think about on that hike was like you know I'm Sam right now just <laughs> walking through the wilderness yeah. um, and I, it, I don't know that feeling just like brought me such joy and I don't I can't remember the last time that I've been able to connect on an intimate way and in a direct way with the video game and like bring it into my real life.
2: I've, uh, I've had a similar experience with that, uh, down here. So, so for, you know, the, the whole moon base alpha thing is obviously, uh, true, true. but, uh, but before, yeah. before I came up here, I was, I was actually working down in, uh, in South America and there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of like hills and small mountains and all that. And I would. I get that feeling that Chris is describing just from ghost recon alone. And now I can only imagine how it would have been uh,
0: with death stranding. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a, I, the game is such a fucking mood. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. just, and it's so easy to, it's like, especially like, it's so easy to insert yourself into it as well. Just because like, I think Sam is a really great avatar for the player. Um, and I think that like it's so easy to just you know yeah. go out and be in nature. You know, no matter where you are, there's somewhere you can just go You have yeah. to be alone with your we, thoughts. You
1: know, we uh, we've talked a little bit um, off mic about and a little bit on mic um, about how you know Norman isn't quote unquote the uh, best actor in this game, mm. and in a weird way, I think. That he is the perfect uh, actor for it because he mm-hmm. doesn't emote that much. It kind of allows the player, like uh, like us as the player, to kind of project ourselves easier mm-hmm. onto Sam.
3: Yeah, you know, I I totally agree with you, Cole. I think he's, that's, a, he's
1: a blank canvas. He is.
3: He's, I I remember reading like, you know, he's he's the most popular character in The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. can't remember his character's name in the show, but Daryl Dixon. Yeah, Daryl Dixon. But it, I think he's so popular because it's he's the guy that like people can project themselves on. They see themselves as the Daryl Dixon of the Walking Dead.
1: Right, because he he's he's not so, you know, specific that, you know, you have to be A, B, C, D yeah. to be Daryl Dixon or to be Sam Porter Bridges. He's just in in a weird way of him just being kind of two dimensional, he is extremely extremely relatable. He's the he's the everyman. Exactly.
2: Well, and even like even in his interactions, uh, in in and out of cutscenes. I mean, I love when you're just wandering around. You'll just hear and be like, "Gotta keep on keeping on," and just little shit like that. It's so yeah, realistic. And like stuff because, like you know, I you know if you stuff if,
1: that I'll say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I—I'm I, I, actually, actually Sam. I'm wondering uh, how you reacted when the first time he said, "All right, Sam, just keep going. You got this." <laughs> I felt like my heart swelled. Like, I was like, <laughs> "I do got this. Damn it!"
0: Yeah. My favorite one is my favorite thing that's happened in this game is when I was sneaking through an area with BTS. I was just like, "Oh fuck this, fuck, fuck!" And then he goes, "Fuck." Oh, I'm just like yeah Sam hell yeah well, so, so I had one that was just like that
2: where uh, I was sneaking through and I and there was one right there I was like oh you fucker I was like you get away from me you scary bitch and then Sam goes you're a scary one aren't you
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like I honestly it's almost like the the controller is listening to you right <laughs> yeah it's a wiretad it's like, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird how perfect that, some of this stuff is. That's big
2: Sony collecting our information.
0: <laughs> big Sony. Speaking um, of scary so, shit. Yeah, scary shit. So you get, you go here. Fuck, this next scene fucking, fucking tripped me out so bad. Um, you go, you deliver your stuff, and you see a hologram of my crush and yours, Mama, mm. um,
1: Margaret Qualley is that
4: guy.
1: Uh huh. Um,
0: cool. I, I
3: don't know. I don't know if she's my crush.
1: I'm a I'm a fragile boy personally.
0: <sighs> that's
1: fair. Like, Let me just good. say, Mads is, stay, is daddy. Mads is well, that daddy.
4: Well is that
0: daddy. Too. Mads is daddy. The rest of you Mads stay the fuck
2: daddy. away from Margaret, though. <laughs>
0: hey, hey! I'm not stepping anybody's backyard over before. here. <laughs> oh my god. Let's just draft women. Is that is that PC? Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, no. if you're listening to
2: the show and you want to be interviewed, I'll gladly be on that episode.
0: Oh God, oh. Christ! Zach, Zach, like Zach had like a heart attack when he found out we were going to interview Stephanie Houston. <laughs> <So I can laughs> only imagine what he'll do no, if we manage to get if, Margaret Qualley on the podcast. Man,
2: if if the time difference between you guys and Afghanistan had been any shorter. I would have fucking moved fucking hell and earth to be on that interview with her. I felt, I actually, and not in a bad way, I fell asleep to her interview and that's because I could listen to that woman read the back of a cereal box and still be enthralled.
3: I just want to say, Alessio, if you're listening to this right now and you happen to bump into Mads Mikkelsen on the street in New York, in the Big Apple, and happen to get him on this podcast... I will quadruple my Patreon donation <laughs> to Damn. be on that episode. Damn.
1: Damn. It's getting mad. It's it's set in stone.
0: Yep, it is set in stone. <laughs> you have to do it. Um but yeah, so he so mama you see a hologram of mama and she uh she kind of chides him a little bit and says the legend's never late and he mentions that he lost his bike and he was waiting out the storm. And, uh, and yeah, so you get your, you get this clear screen and I think that the clear screen, I've managed to understand it more as I played the game. The first time I saw the clear screen, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Oh, it's or.
1: a very, yeah, it's it very is. busy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, cause I was, I was so confused. I like I said, as I've played it, like I've kind of, I've started slowing down a little bit and like reading the things a little bit more and I've under, I started kind of start understanding like what the meaning is, but I think we kind of talked about it this week. It kind of, it almost feels slightly arbitrary in a way. Um, even though it's giving you like tangible benefits, like it just feels like a, like
1: a, uh here's points, you know? Sure. Sure. I mean, like, but like points, I hate being that guy now, like points in, in video games nowadays are just kind of like, ah, eh, I can cool. Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't really need to know mm-hmm. all of my, like how, how many meters I walked. I see. Oh, see I love that, that. I love, I love. I yeah where, I where mean, it retraces
2: yeah. your where it retraces your route and shows oh uh, I mean
1: like I don't I, I love seeing like I love seeing my route but I don't really need that quantified into like, uh, okay. my final score you know what oh, I, mean? I see what you mean well I it. also like how
2: I, have you guys noticed that whenever you go into your your map it actually traces all of your previous routes
0: yes mm-hmm. which that gets kind of annoying for me really yeah because like it, it'll keep all the routes even after you clear the map and it's just like it 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 up for me a oh, you, bit. Like I just want to be. You to see,
2: I I, I like play. that because if I'm going back somewhere that I've been already, I don't have to plan a new route. I can just lay my waypoints on top yeah. of <laughs> I've already gone. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, well, which I I get. I think it would have been better if like it was because you know how you can click in the stick and it'll change the type of map you're looking at. Wait, what? I think it would have been better. Do you not know about this? I did not know about this. I didn't know. Clicking the right. Do you guys not know how to check the fucking weather forecast? No. Nope. Oh, oh my God! I, I got some shit I to tell you, boy. I know how to check boys. the weather
3: forecast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you click in the right stick, it'll change the type of map you're looking at, and it'll give you different. Information. Son of a wow. bitch! That would have made some yeah. stuff so much easier. Oh, only thirty-five so hours in, and still them, learning new shit. Cool. Uh, yeah, one of them later. You don't have it up front, but like where we all are at this point, you have the ability. If you click it, and I think twice, it'll show you where it's raining, and then you can adjust the time oh, shit. and see when it's gonna stop what? raining and when it'll start raining. Yeah, fuck, well, guys. Because I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be hiding under
2: like a shelter or whatever, and it'd be like, yeah, yeah. for a Minute. Yeah, I'd be like, check the weather. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know how to do that.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have to click on the stick. Oh hmm. shit. Wow.
1: That's awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Fucking,
0: you guys are fucking uh, lame out o gamers.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna me, pretend and, you me didn't and Chris say programmers over right. here
0: checking the weather. <laughs> Um, But so to go back to my original point, then I think if you if you click in the stick, I think if it brings up your lines again, I think that would be good. But I think forcing it as the default, it it jumbles me up a little Mm. bit. And I just want to be able to look at a clean map sometimes. Sure, sure. But it's it's not the hugest deal. But like, I just wish I had that like clean slate to work off of if I'm like, especially if I'm in a new place going somewhere new. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think the feeling that I get from like, being able to look at the map and see the paths that I've chosen to take. It gives me that same feeling that, like, when you mow a yard and you're done, and you look mm. out on the lawn, and you're like, "Heck <laughs> yeah, I just mowed a yard!" Yeah, <laughs> look at those lines. I do
0: love the so, like. Look at this. I do
3: love the L- look at my property. Look at my land. It's, it looks <laughs> great. Look at
0: this land. It's um, this land, land is my land. This land is my land. But it this
3: this <laughs> land is Sam's land, and I think it Sam's it gave friend. me that same sense of like, wow. I actually did cover a lot of ground, even though it feels like at times it's one step forward, two two steps back with like navigating some of the mm, terrain. Sure. I will we say sometimes together, sometimes it train. feels
2: inconsistent with how far you've traveled. uh Like there have been times where I've blown through a thing pretty quickly, and it's like you've traveled five thousand meters, and then I've gone on what feels like a fucking odyssey, and it'll be like you went uh, 1 one thousand five hundred meters. And I'm like that doesn't feel like it. <laughs>
1: Well, the map, the like, the map that like whenever you connect uh, uh, different cities, doesn't feel. Oh like no, that not at, at all. all. Yeah, it's like it's like you. Hey, you were in like Maryland uh, just ten minutes ago, and now you are like four states over.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, they can't have like a it's one-to-one so comparison of you know the. No, United no, states, of course, but...
1: but it. I don't know that that part just kind of felt. It was it it was
2: a little jarring at first, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, you're in Washington, and now you're in South Carolina. You're like, I I walked for (laughs) half an hour.
1: Um, but uh, after we get done talking to Mm. Mama, you know, we walk Mm. back out, and uh, our boy uh, Igor shows up (laughs) in a dumb fucking truck. Uh, (laughs) These trucks are dumb. Yeah.
2: Let's just put a fucking uh, scissor forklift to drop a truck
1: bed on top of it. (laughs) Um, How's that
2: not tip over immediately?
1: (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, Well, do they do? Trust me. (laughs) As as someone who uh, has driven a couple of those trucks in this game, they
2: tip. We want a utility vehicle with the center of gravity at the highest point possible.
1: (laughs) With a real narrow wheelbase.
0: That'd be a cool fucking monster jam, wouldn't it? Sunday, um,
2: Sunday, Sunday. It actually kind of reminds me of when I used to drive a Toyota FJ Cruiser. I got that thing up on two wheels more than a few times. Oh.
4: <laughs> I see you um, like to... But yeah, it. so this
0: this dumb fucking truck shows up and Igor comes out of it from Bridges Corpse Disposal and uh, he tries to shake Sam's hand, but he kind of reveals that Sam has a thing about touching. Uh, what's it? Um,
2: razzle phobia or something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> razzle
0: phobia Yeah, um, it's asm I think is what it is. I was is. like
2: two letters off.
0: <laughs> Razzle-dazzle-phobia. Um... <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, the men kind of get into the back of this truck and you were kind of explains they have to take this body to the incinerator and that this guy um, has been dead for 40 hours um, and apparently died by suicide um, and that they barely found him in time. Um,
2: and it introduces a horrifying concept. Yes. Uh, exactly.
0: Cause cause what happens if
1: they don't burn the body?
0: Yeah, if in 48 hours a body will necrotize and if it's not, bur- if, if it's not burned in time... Um, it turns into a bt and creates a fucking void out and, and you can't um,
1: burn him on site because mm-hmm. the like crazy like uh amount Kyrillium. of like Kyrillium that would be released would absolutely pollute the entire city mm-hmm. i
3: just can i say here that this moment in the game really gives you a sense of like how bleak the world is now
0: Oh, oh yeah, it's
3: dark.
2: Oh, I, I was I was on the edge. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time for this. Yeah. Race. It's like this. The, oh, the world is so bad, so bad.
3: This person didn't even want to be alive. They made the choice to end their life, and we don't even have time to mourn that issue because we have to deal with it to survive.
2: Well, and, and not only that, but there's a good probability that this person made the choice to end their life, knowing that doing so. Would put everyone else in danger because mm. of the BTS. And yeah. Avoidance. Well, there's some
0: speculation within the game a little bit later that this person was like a like an infiltrator from the demons, and did uh-huh. it on purpose as like a fucking fucking bombing, kind of like a oh, the, kind of like a shit. like a water type situation. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking paranormal suicide.
4: Wow. Yeah. So some,
0: somebody somebody I, somebody said it as like an off thing, and I was like, fuck. What if it was? And so, yeah. So there's there's a lot. So there's a lot of like things to read into here. Like it could have been this person who just thought the world was so bleak that they did not care if they killed everybody, killing themselves, or it was a fucking terrorist. Yeah. Um, or
2: maybe it was almost like a mercy thing. Like I'll I'll take the hit, but these guys won't find me, and that'll basically give them a quick right, out as right. well. Yeah.
1: You know, the, the world is so bleak. I mean, who who it would be a a mercy to just take everyone mm. out at once, basically.
0: Wow. Um, but yeah, so Igor um, mentions that like between Sam's dooms and then he pulls out this thing, which is a baby in a tube. Oh, which is it's a, bridge a BB.
4: baby.
0: It's a baby um, to help detect BTs. And they kind of set off. And while so while you're in the back of this truck, oh, shit. you can look around at the, with the camera. And Igor is just kind of talking about how America used to be and before the Death Stranding. And like, if you look at the body, like the outside is getting like stormier and stormier. If you look outside, it's super creepy. If you pay attention to the body, this body's fucking shaking and like freaking the, the fuck black, out. The
2: black. Oh, it's got like these black oh, tendrils that are starting no. to come out of it. and It's oozing. It, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's real. This gross. part of the game
3: really freaked me out because yeah. one, like, I was I was trying to take it in, but I felt like because you had control of the camera. If I turned away from any one part, I was gonna miss something really
0: important.
1: Mm-hmm. You feel you're oh, yeah. absolutely helpless in this moment. Helpless and yeah.
0: frantic and just And I think that's like the feeling they wanted to give, like this idea mm-hmm. that if you look at something for too long, you're gonna miss something else, like this frantic nature. Yeah. Like you, that's what you're supposed to feel in this yeah. moment.
2: They they give you just enough control to feel out yep. of
0: control. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um but eventually a fucking BT. Crashes into the truck and it kind of and it goes to black. And when it comes back, Sam is kind of waking up and the driver's pinned underneath the truck. He's making a lot of noise um, while Igor's trying to get him out. Um, and then Igor's uh, Odenkirk sensor uh, pops up and starts flashing. And Igor um, uh, starts uh, freaking out about BTS and Sam yells at them to like shut up and don't even breathe. So they both everybody's quiet. And this BT is kind of crawling around the area. And then when it goes away and the Odenkirk, Kirk stops flashing. I can't stop calling it that. Um, when it, <laughs> flashing, um, <laughs> um, it stops flashing. I'm not sorry. Don't be. It stops flashing. Igor gives Sam a thumbs up. And this, you know, it's not a fucking thumbs up. No,
1: it's not a good moment here. <laughs>
0: and then my favorite thing. Is that it zooms back over to Sam next to the corpse, and you'll notice with all the black stuff, there's gold on its face. Yeah, it's
1: like like a mat. It's like a like a skull almost.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and uh, then it starts sinking into a like a lake of this like black tar stuff, and um, uh, a BT another BT pops up and it starts coming after Sam, but it kind of steps in the blood on his leg and kind of like flips out a little bit, and then the driver starts screaming. And uh, the driver gets kind of like, he's aged as fuck because of the time fall. And um, the BT starts dragging him away in the tar. Oh, that's right. Because his
2: face was exposed. Mm -hmm.
0: Which I don't think so. In the trailer of this, they didn't show him being aged at all.
2: Yeah, they didn't. No, they, they, yeah, they cut out that Mm -hmm. part.
1: What I I love about this scene, I just think it's, I don't know. Part of it is just like, come on, really? Is as he's being like, Dragged down by the BTs, you know, Igor is still right there, pulls out his gun. He's still right there. You know, this guy is done for. He's mm-hmm. still right there. They start dragging him away. They get about 10 meters away, and that's when Igor goes, All right, yeah, now it's time for target practice. Now, now mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. After this guy's last moments are absolute terror for mm-hmm. a good so, minute.
2: So I. Th- I think that the reason Igor did that was because if he had fired it while they were right there, uh, they would have just been like, oh, there's another fucking yeah. snack right here and gone after him. Uh,
1: that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. But it, I'm just thinking like in the moment, like at personally me, and I'm obviously not in this world. But the first thing I would think of is like, this dude's done for. I've got to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, they drag him away. He, Igor shoots <laughs> him and they mm-hmm. and then and then cool and then what happens they think they're good they think they're good and then they're all of a sudden not because a BT grabs Igor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Ugh, this he starts freaking well, out well don't
0: forget don't forget what happens before that oh shit man, man in a hood that. with you, a mask camera floats over. down
1: camera pans mm-hmm. over and we see uh, a certain boy standing on top of uh, the truck
3: yeah a little gold mm-hmm. faced boy.
1: Oh, gold faced Higgs. Mm-hmm. The golden face boy. See Higgs standing then, on top of the truck, and he kind of uh, shushes to Sam, and then disappears.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he gets dragged in the air, and he fucking starts stabbing himself to death, as if to as after
2: as if after he uh, tosses Sam the BB.
0: Yep, and loses mm-hmm. his gun. Tells him to run. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, that's so. So I've got a weird infatuation with like very realistic, like painful or fearful screams. In video games and film and all that, and uh, the 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 ones done in this section are definitely etched into my memory now. They're yeah, they're very terrifying.
0: Yeah. Especially the drivers. Like Igor's are really bad. The drivers are fucking
2: like crazy. his. His sounded Ugh. like his sounded like they were actually like fucking with that guy in the sound booth. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 did real well for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But uh. But then. After after Igor basically stabs himself to death, um, you see this very very large Titanic figure with a little gold head face, and he's holding these like black reins. Which that that's a whole level of symbolism there that I need to talk is, about a little bit later. Is he holding
1: them? I thought I thought those were he's like, holding, his fingers extended.
0: No, I think he's holding them. I yeah, might be looks, wrong, but it yeah. looks
1: like his his hands are closed, and he's it's like he's pulling something up. With these like mm-hmm. Oh, I must have just seen what I so, wanted to see.
0: So I got something to talk about a little bit later with respect to that. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, because I think Chris, I think you and me might be on the same same page as this. But,
3: I I yeah, think we are. Almost.
0: Um, but yeah, so this thing is he's holding these reins and then he basically explodes, and then Sam wakes up and he's naked on a beach with a baby. And it's connected to him with a black umbilical cord, and he holds the baby, and he starts crying. Then the baby disappears, and he's got this black ink on his hands, and this like b- these like baby handprints crawl towards the water. And then you see this like very large like cross-shaped scar on Sam's belly as he stands up. And then you see those five black figures that we've seen in all like these marketing things uh, floating in the sky, and they disappear. And then you see Death Stranding on the screen, title, and kill. then. Uh, and then somebody and Cole here's this point of contention again. Somebody starts singing "London Bridge" like a fucking psychopath.
1: Um, I'm not doing and this. With, I'm uh, not doing doing this with you right now. <laughs> so
0: so yeah,
1: uh, I gotta
2: I gotta agree with Sam on this one, Cole.
1: We who sings "London Bridge" like that? I'm just saying maybe it was like a calming thing from his it's childhood because no I fuck have a you theory that so the, sinister. the way that she
2: was singing would not have fucking calmed me as a child I get that I'd have had fucking that. nightmares.
1: Have, I've got a theory and I don't know if I should say it now or if I should wait
2: what's next Cole did your mom like come into your room at night and be like the earthy-birtsy
1: earthy spider <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, don't talk
4: I about
1: will, Joyce like I will that. Not have, I will okay. not say Joyce disgrace like that on this no, podcast. No. Hey, she, Joyce jo- Joyce saint Joyce, is-
3: Joyce was a uh, a saint like and an angel
2: before I even met her. I Absolutely. knew who she was.
1: Absolutely. She she has an amazing singing voice.
2: The woman's <laughs> name is Joyce. I mean, I don't know any bad oh, Joyce. That me, All
1: right. Do you want do you want this theory now or do you do you want me to like say Oh. Yeah, Let's let's savor the flavor. Let's save it. For okay. Later. Let's yeah. save okay. it for. But uh, yeah, Amelie, not a bad guy, shows up. Starts singing. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I guess boys. we're not saving <laughs> it for later. <laughs> no, no, no. She's she's singing and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know what?
0: Um. Anyway, so she walks past Sam and into the water, and uh, don't go in there; it's gross. And uh, Sam kind of follows her, and then he drops and sinks into the water. Um. Which I would suppose is the seam is what they explain it as, mm-hmm. um, which is the kind of the space between the beach and like the in the living world. Um, and they kind of uh, teach you about repatriation, which is how Sam comes back to life. You have to guide his soul back into his body. Um, and yeah, and you do that. And you get um, a little
1: surprised, don't you? Ugh. Yeah, you get a little glimpse of a strange man. He's a daddy. Oh, Chris, you want to take this? Mads is daddy. Holy, <laughs> holy shit. Mads is daddy.
0: More like Maddie, am I right? Oh. Let no, me tell stay you. Stay away
2: from that Maddie girl. I heard she's got loose lips.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you,
3: there was this video of Mads at the gallery, and he was outside. Wearing that military uniform, smoking a cigarette, and he pushes his hair back, and I died.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> I really, I really like the design they gave him for his whole military outfit. It is
1: really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good, actually, it's really, really good.
2: Like realistic too, which I really appreciate.
3: Well, mm-hmm. this is like Kojima putting all those years of like R and D uh, into like from the Metal Gear games into practice still right Mm because wasn't it they they spent like konami and all this spent like so much money for him to go and meet with like real military advisors and shoot the guns and try on the equipment and stuff
2: way back in middle gear the only exception i have is he's got this weird infatuation with having people uh and you'll see this in the briefing later they like kick their arm up at 90 degrees like it's, it's called chicken winging and uh, mm-hmm. no one really does that anymore, but he's got um, a weird infatuation with it.
3: Maybe it's something that like is outdated now, but he learned like back in the 90s or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's um, pretty interesting to hear like the how kind of realistic it is, but also kind of outdated it is.
2: That's that's really the only the only thing that I noticed. Like everything else, um, and I, I can go into details on this later when it actually pertains to it. But like the the whole outfit that Mads wears, uh, like you know, ha- having the the experience that I have, I'm able to like pick out the piece. And I'm like, oh shit! Like that's something I would wear. You know, that's that's a real thing that X, Y, and Z uses and shit like that.
1: That's really cool. Hmm. That's really really cool, actually. Um, like a lot. so we get a little clip of, of what we see a little clip
0: of, of, we, well, we a little clip of uh, daddy Mads and he picks, um, what we can only presume is BB up off of a pedestal. And he says, uh, he asks if BB can hear him and he refers to himself as BB's daddy. From um, and then you repatriate and Sam wakes up and he vomits a bunch of car stuff and then surveys the crater left by the BT. What's it look says, like, Sam? It looks like a fucking crater. But there's a big-ass handprint. There sure is. Uh, It's Buckwild. And then he kind of repeats the lines from the beginning. He says, once there was an explosion, a bang that gave rise to life as we know it, and then came the next explosion. And then he adds, an explosion that will be our last.
2: Dun-dun-dun.
0: Dun, dun. <laughs> and that's the that's the prologue. We've been talking a lot about the prologue. Holy shit. Um, yeah, we have.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: So let's kind of because chapter one's a little bit shorter, so we'll kind of we'll kind of like we'll talk about the, it's a lot of story up front, and that's why we're talking about it a lot. Like it's setting up a lot, and then once we get to a certain point, like it like the story kind gets looks, more space Oh yeah, there's
2: there's good yeah. chunks where you're just sort of wandering and the most interaction you have is mm-hmm. just your holograms that you're delivering to.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and so, uh, it introduces the title card a little bit after this, but we're basically now in episode one. Um, and so, uh, Sam kind of wakes up in this room, and he's handcuffed to the bed, um, and he kind of turns, and he's he's crying, and then it flashes, and it's this episode is episode one, Bridget, um, and he's joined in this room um, by a, a man in a red jacket, a very strange red jacket um, who kind of identifies himself as a doctor or, or a coroner named dead man um, who is well acquainted with the dead, but has never actually died. So he's not dead. This was a theory that we had mm-hmm. uh, a while back. but he, so, he, so he's not dead. Um, you'll you, we get into a lot of him later. Um, but yeah, so a uh, dead man kind of like he kind of rotates his cuff and free Sam. Um, I just got to say, I uh,
2: love that little, like, Arm raised, just the quick uh, cuff rotation animation that he does. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's just so satisfying to watch.
4: <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, he says that they're not handcuffs. That he's not um, that they're not handcuffs. He's not a prisoner, and they're designed to keep us connected. And then Sam realizes that he's talking about
1: bridges because he sees the logo on the wall. Yeah, yeah. so he's um, like, who, who is us? And he just kind of points behind him. Mm-hmm. I felt
3: like this part was really oh. kind of heavy-handed with the analogy of like. A little bit yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, oh, I'm you're so connected.
1: Social media is like chaining you up.
3: Your phone is bad <laughs> for you.
1: What Hideo Kojima being heavy-handed with symbolism? Never. No, what? Never. No.
0: He Perish would, the thought. He would never <laughs> do
1: that. <laughs>
0: um. But anyway, yeah, he would. Um. Uh. But yeah, so that you find out that you've been out for two days. So everything that happened at that beginning point took place two days previous. Um, and dead like, we took fluid samples from you while you were out. And so, um, you find out that central not city is completely destroyed. Everybody's dead. Uh, BB's defective and, uh, doesn't work anymore. And it couldn't protect the people in central not city. Um, and, uh, they moved him to capital not city, um, which is their, their headquarters. Um, that the director and um everybody else was not in central Knot, so the chain of command remained intact um and this is when um when uh he asked about all the handprints on sam's body that's when you find out he has aphmophosphophobia um which is which i looked it up it's an actual phobia which is a morbid fear of being touched um so yeah um Mm-hmm. uh Deadman says that he has a job and that he needs to bring morphine and sam is just like i don't want to why why can't you do it you're you're right and, there uh, yeah and Deadman's like well i'm actually a chiral gland which is a chirogram which is basically a hologram using the chiral network um and i can't do it and then he enters a contract and says that um the president wants to see sam in person and so then you must grab the morphine and set off and it's a very short trip yep across the compound and i'd love to hear if anybody had issues of this if you did <laughs> but uh i'm assuming no no I was um kidding. um and then you walk into this big medical center and you hear a bunch of people talking about the president's vitals and um you deliver the morphine to dead man and you find out the president's condition has uh, deteriorated yep. um just
1: uh we and can't, uh, we can't heal her we can just make her final moments very comfortable is what they were kind of saying and
0: so dead man kind of reveals it's like look this is the woman who raised you is the first and last female president and you need to go talk to her um and you walk into the room and die hard man tells die hard man's there with his mask and his his insanity and um um he's the director of bridges and says it's been about 10 years since they've seen each other and that it's his mother in the bed and that even though she's out of it she'll recognize him and yeah. then
1: we find out that they, they don't have just, the greatest relationship at this moment. No,
0: he calls her Bridget. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not. He's not. He doesn't call his mother anymore. He does not call us <laughs> really mother anymore.
2: Come sit by your booby. <laughs> come,
0: come sit by your booby. Let me tell you. He's a story about America. Um, you just can't wait for me to die, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the store. Give me a pack of Newports. The green ones
2: this time. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Make yourself useful one last time.
1: Um, Jesus. she it's
0: kind of like that except except like nicer yeah, <laughs> yeah. well she yeah.
1: she seems to she i mean she does love sam you know she says as much mm-hmm. and she's you know says you know i know you mm. i know you still hate me yeah mm-hmm. um which was like really really you know sad uh, this whole scene was just really sad you know which, oh
0: it's sad and very di- it's a very difficult scene yeah, yeah. Like in yeah. a good way, but like it's very—it
1: it, was—it was tough to watch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just this mother who is seeing her son for what we assume is the first time in a very long time, and it's her mm. final moments. Yeah, the first um, and last time, essentially. Yeah, mm. and she's you know begging him to go find Amelie to you know go west, you know reconnect with Bridges One,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, and she like, you know, clutches Sam and he freaks out because of the Phosophobia, I'm assuming. But mm-hmm. she just keeps on, um, you know, grasping at him and then inevitably dies in his arms.
0: Yeah, she mm-hmm. falls out of the bed oh, and he's yeah, freaking I... out, like backing up away from her and there's, he's like, it shows her crawling towards him and like her tubes have all popped out and there's like black gunk just all over mm-hmm. the place as she's crawling towards him and it's super... It's super uncomfortable. Oh yeah, man! I Very was I was
2: cr- I was cringing at that and not in like the fucking Twitter way of freaking yeah. when she when she first took that spill and then as she's going and like Sam said all the is popping out, uh, it just mm-hmm. it it's it's real gross. Yeah. yeah. This
0: scene, like she kind of like. Oh, oh go ahead, Chris.
3: I was gonna say the scene like hit me really hard. Yep. Same. Really oh, hard same. because. Um, it, uh, so like the week the weekend before this game came out my mother she's terminally ill and i went Mm. back home to visit her and we were talking about like she was telling me like her funeral arrangement wishes and i was just like man i know exactly how sam must feel right now because this is such a heavy 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 situation to be in jesus that's true you know yeah um and then like later in the scene when the ink was coming out and it was like you saw the handprints, which looked to me exactly like the BT handprints that we saw at the very beginning of the game. And I've, I yeah. I don't know if it's a deliberate callback or not, but knowing how obvious Kojima is, I think it, it's a deliberate callback to like the BTs and kind of like foreshadows like what death means in this world. Sure. Yeah.
4: Um,
0: uh, but yeah, so so she kind of crawls up to him and she um, she sees he's wearing his cuff and she says, you are willing to help me. And Sam kind of yanks away from her and he kind of says, he kind of weakly says no. Um, and then she just kind of reaches up to him and says that she loves him and says she'll be waiting for him on the beach. But as she says this, it flashes to Amelie's face saying the exact same thing mm-hmm. and then it flashes back and then she kind of she, the doctors rush in, and they try and revive her, but it's not enough, and she she passes away. And then, as the people in the room kind of disperse, this hologram that was that was showing the room as the Oval Office kind of fades away, and it's just kind of this big white room. Yeah. You can see where all the tubes that were keeping her, you know, sustained were coming from the ceiling. They um, looked
1: eerily like. I'm sure this was a design choice, but they looked eerily like um, like the strands that you see like up up in the air. Uh, yeah, the BTs, the BTS when you see BTS yeah. around.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that was on purpose
1: I, for
2: sure. I think it's safe to assume that most of the illusions and the allegories we see are a uh, are a deliberate choice by Guccima. Well, for sure. That's
0: the other thing too is that we've kind of talked about this. The symbolism in this game is like very on the nose. I think
2: it's it's not um, so much symbolism because he keeps hitting you in the head with it over, well, and, that's, over yeah, and over and over. Very true. That was one of my so, biggest like, gripes in the first couple chapters, actually.
0: Yeah, because like when you see something, you're just like, "Huh, <laughs> that reminds me of this." You're probably right because it's, yeah. you know, it's very on <laughs> uh,
2: I'll 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 talk about this later. It's just one of my one of my gripes with the uh, with the whole symbolism thing.
0: Hmm. Um. But yeah. So Sam, like this, the the next part of the scene is actually very kind of it, it's framed very well because um, Die Hard men and Dead Men are off to the side talking about how like news of her death cannot leave this room and in the background you just see sam like for like uh, sitting against the wall just like still not okay um and they're talking about like oh, we have to get it. we have to burn her body now like yeah it's, we, it's can't, very, we, can't, it's a we very it's we can't allow her
1: to necrotize and but we have yeah, to just, preserve he, the idea of bridget like yeah she is this, america
0: yeah it's this huge juxtaposition too and it's very like again it's a very obvious thing but it's it works because it's just like it's just sam who is just like he's trying to he's like he's trying to process the fact that his mom just died and like basically in his arms. And Mm -hmm. these guys are talking about like, we have to, we have to preserve America. We have to burn her body and we have to present prevent this. Well, like that should be the last thing in a perfect world that you're thinking about in this moment.
3: Yeah. It's the repetition from the very beginning when we meet Igor, Mm -hmm. right? It's the same moment, but now it's more personalized, Sam. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and so they kind of bring her body to this underground exit and, um, Die Hardman just says you know she believed in reconstructionism and that without her there would be no bridges and that she deserves this huge funeral with honors um, but they can't let the country know she died otherwise Bridges dies and Die Hardman's kind of trying to explain a little bit more to Sam and like it's one of those things where like it does that thing where like the person who's talking like fades out and then you hear somebody else talking and you hear Bridges like last few words that she said about reconnecting America um and then they just kind of load her up on um, his back, and he goes off to the incinerator. And um, I, I, I hate to because we because this has been very serious so far. I hate to I hate to do this. J- walking with Bridget on your back, <laughs> dear fucking God! Google. Yeah, this is this is where it's you're introduced fucking... the whole
2: balancing aspect. And uh,
0: but like, here's the you thing. you got jello legs. The, we got jello legs, baby. Um, <laughs> it's it's the thing about the thing about this though is that like the balancing. I thought I was going to be more annoyed with the balancing throughout the game than I was. This is the worst that it is. Even when you're super over encumbered, it's never this bad. No, I've
1: got packages like stacked twice as tall as Sam and I'm still good. It's like this part and another part that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. good god especially
2: you you better have those triggers fucking clamped down
1: the whole time mm -hmm. get ready for it boys and girls because if
0: you're if you don't because because so this would be a good time to talk about it so the balancing mechanic is if you are if you sway in one direction or another um, it'll prompt you to press in either R2 or L2 to swing your shift your weight so you don't fall over Um, in this and, and, and if you hold down both triggers it automatically kind of course corrects for you so you don't have to worry about swinging your weight in this instance, if you're not holding down both triggers at all time, seemingly every like second, every other step, you're adjusting your weight because it's just like she, the body's just swinging back and forth so 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 much. Yeah. Um. But like, so so between that and then me at the beginning of the game trying to figure out which fucking sheer cliffs I can Skyrim my way up, I think between those two things made this segment just chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I, I want to agree with
3: you on almost everything, Sam, except that mm-hmm. I found that if even holding down both triggers all the time, it's still mm-hmm. not a perfect system because you can totally get off balance still. Yeah. But once oh, you yeah, do I that, you it's not perfect. You lose the, you, it's... but you lose the ability to pull yourself left or right because you're already mm-hmm. like locked in.
0: Mm-hmm. So you lose that ability. The other thing about it too is that it stops you from sprinting or running fast. So yeah. Um, so you're, you're just going slowly. So it's like, it's kind of like gauging one way or the other, like which, which do you want to prioritize speed or like safety. And even then you're not entirely in the clear. Yeah. And
1: at this point you're, you're in basic, you know, gear, you have no upgrades. It's just Mm -hmm. you, a suit that doesn't, you know, you know, uh, decay from time fall. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And you have to, mm-hmm. you got to finesse it. You got to finesse it all the mm-hmm. way to the incinerator, um, mm-hmm. which isn't terrible. And you get, you know, a really kind of awesome um, traversal uh, bit here. Uh, th-
2: is this where it introduces you to ladders and ropes as well?
1: Um, uh,
0: n- no, I think it introduces you that in um, your first mission in chapter two. I think.
1: Okay. Uh, but we get, uh bridget up to the incinerator uh we drop her body off burn her um
0: they also tell you to burn the bb yeah
1: because it's defective
0: but thankfully the power goes off not thankfully yeah uh, the power goes
1: off and uh you're surrounded baby and that's when sam uh you know clicks in to uh to BB, and then you have to do the part that scared the shit out of me.
0: Yeah. The BT sections are perfectly engineered for maximum anxiety. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm I'm assuming we're all playing this on normal, right? Mm-hmm. I am, yeah. Okay. You I'm guys... playing it I'm playing it on normal.
3: Okay. And I had quite the opposite reaction, actually. I felt like this whole thing was like a lot less scary than it was in the trailer, or in the game, mm. like the the gameplay footage that you see in one Dude, of the it, early
1: trailers. It was messing with me like hard, just because, yeah. like you know, you the the sensor going off, and you're like in different directions, and I'm like, I can't see you. Oh my god, that's the thing. It's like it's the unseen enemy, and you can't see them unless you just stay perfectly still and start looking around mm-hmm.
2: yeah so that i had something like that what colt just described was i was like how the fuck does this work and i was trying to you know i'm sort of like sneaking past so i'm like oh yeah time to you know metal gear it and i'm sneaking i'm sneaking and then i pause because the, i see the odor creek start flipping out and then i guess it's because i was in close proximity area, but all of a sudden like the bt phased in not to where you could see it but just enough to where you could see the outline of the ring hitting around it. I was like, oh, because
1: it was right in front of me. As soon as no, 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 no. Back up, back up, back up, back up. And Sam
2: Sam can confirm, because he and I have chatted while playing this game, that that is the exact noise I make when I come across the BTs. Very true, I've
0: heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. sounds
2: like a real pansy. You don't want to be with a boy like that. sounds like a real bitch when he runs into him. Oh, his little Nancy boy is scared of BT.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I'm full-on Nancy boy. I'm terrified (laughs) Cole Duncan, Nancy Boyman, right here. (laughs) Nancy Boyman!
2: I think I'm getting
1: my uh, reactions
3: mixed up. Because at this point in the game, they're
1: terrifying. Yeah, because they're completely defenseless. Yeah,
0: Yeah, as you get more stuff to deal with them, I think they become less terrifying, but it's still very, like, I still... Mm -hmm. not by a lot because my because the whole thing is that like i don't want to deal with them you know what i mean like i want to like i have like if i get caught i feel more confident because i'm now equipped to deal with them but like i don't want to deal with them so i'm still trying to sneak my
1: way through i still
2: i will go out of my way to try to avoid them
1: oh yeah if at all possible yeah i are we sure that this isn't the part where we get introduced to ladders and ropes because i for some reason i feel like this
2: was because i remember i remember Going across yeah. and up a ladder, and then using a rope to go. Oh down. yeah,
0: because you have Igor's ladder. Yeah, because I was I was water. using yeah. I was
1: using I took a different route on my way back to uh, Central night mm. because I used a pretty direct route to get to the incinerator, mm-hmm. and then all oh. the BT <laughs> showed up, and I was like, "All right, I'm good. I'm just gonna I'm just, I just have to make my way back to that ladder. I knew I put up yeah. as soon as I get to that ladder. Well, so.
0: So I went around the right side of the building and I just kind of like found my way to the edge of the cliff and I was like, fuck, how am I supposed to do this? And then there was a climbing anchor that got me down the cliff. Oh, nice. Like, oh, hey, I love this. I love how
2: those things work. Oh, they're great. to yeah, me too.
0: I've yeah. yet to use a climbing anchor
3: in the game. Really? That's
2: yeah. Interesting.
3: How? Uh, I use ladders and... Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I use ladders. My, my, what, my What do you call it? The porter level? Mm-hmm. My porter yeah. level is 230 right now. Whoa,
1: Jesus!
3: But well, Jeez. we can we can we can talk about that later. But the yeah, I've, I have yet <laughs> to use a a climbing anchor, so I don't even
1: know how hmm. to. Do that. I've used a lot. I've used two in quick succession to get down cliffs. Mm-hmm. So I I, I, I I will
2: say as the game is going on, I have. I still carry a few with me, but I definitely rely on ladders a lot more than I rely on climbing just because there's so much sure. easier Same.
0: yeah i use I use climbing here sparingly, but I have found very the situations that I've found them very useful,
1: yeah, um in this part, I was planning on using my the route that I took, and then I got out and I was good and I was good and I was good, and then I wasn't good. <laughs> Uh, because they started like grabbing at my legs, and at that point, shit gets frantic, and you know, you're th- I'm like thrashing around trying to get away from them, and then I just booked it. I was like, I was like holding my breath, I would like run, hold my breath, like pause, and then just keep on going. And then finally, I got to a point where I found a, a, a climbing anchor, and as soon as I like started walking down it, my Odra deck did this little animation where it's spun and then it is like the five points of it, there was one point dead, like straight up North. And then the other two started clapping. And I was like, I have no idea what this means. Does that mean there's one right in front of me that's about to like really fuck me up? And then I realized, Oh no, you're good. This is oh, this I, way, haven't this this I haven't seen that. Song. I haven't seen that particular it's, animation. That sounds really cute. Just waving at you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It waves at you. It gives you like a thumbs up. Yeah, like it, points. A little I
2: like bit. when it taps you on the shoulder and then like gives you the mm-hmm. thumbs up. So yeah. so going back to you know Cole was saying how if you basically get caught they start grabbing at you. Uh, that's not even. The, I think the scariest part of that is before that even happens. Whatever BT saw you, it'll start shooting up like oh, spikes. Yeah. Of tar yeah. in the ground that like rushes oh. toward you. Oh, and yeah! Once that hits you, that's <sighs> when they start uh, grabbing at you because yeah. that's what spreads mm-hmm. out.
1: Those handprints, are like.
0: I discovered a couple encounters uh, later that if you if that happens, you can hold your breath and kind of like move slowly, and they if you move in the opposite direction. That you can you can evade it. Oh
2: shit! Because when that happens, I just try to book it. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. No, dude. if you if you if you hold your breath and kind of go and like not the op, not like directly away, but like kind of like
1: jut off to the side, serpentine. You can, Babu, you can get out of that Yes, serpentine, <laughs> serpentine. serpentine. You, you can avoid there it. There
2: have also been a couple of instances where like I've been in BT infested areas, and but I've been far enough away that I can kind of observe them, and you'll notice mm-hmm. that uh, that there are a few that as they're just sort of like slowly floating around. I guess they have the handprints dropping underneath them, which you, they'll also pop up if you look at your uh, Odukirk, they'll pop up as orange handprints. But while they're moving mm. around, you'll just see those spikes appearing slowly underneath them as they're going. And it's real freaky to look oh. at.
0: Interesting. Hate that. Um, oh yeah, he, fuck- Chris, did he, you have he any, fucking... Chris, do you have any special stories about your first BT encounter?
3: Uh, honestly, like, the BTs I, I felt like were just I don't know. It was it was like genuinely terrifying at first. And I think this was the also the last time that I was really afraid of them in the game. Mm. Well, now I'm gonna take that back. <laughs> the wind farm. But ugh.
0: Oh God. But Yeah, we'll get there.
3: Yeah. But I, I think this was like the last kind of like scripted moment in the game where it was like yeah, these things are, like, something that I can't even overcome,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to what I was saying about being, like, helpless in the moment. I mean, this moment, this part in the game really does make you feel absolutely powerless because you have yeah. no way of, you have, like, one way of seeing them, which is to stop doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do see them, you have no way of defending yourself from them. It is, except legitimate. for holding your breath. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. even then, like you know, you have no way of like overcoming them. You can't beat yeah. them. You 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 just have to escape. There them. is no fight. It, it is all flight. At I point. do mm-hmm. I
2: do wish that um that they had maybe extended your your period of helplessness a little longer because and I they so later on they do kind of revisit it in a in a unique way, but. I feel like after a certain point, it quickly went from being afraid of these things to just being like, ugh, this is going to be a nuisance to get through, you know, trying to sneak around.
1: Mm -hmm. It reminded me a lot of, like, Metal Gear Solid 5 whenever, you know, you're flying into a mission and it's, like, you know, featuring random noob uh, enemies that you're obviously going to tranquilize all over the place. Um, Fox Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Skulls, skulls, par- unit. skulls, parasite units. Just seeing that, you're like, yeah. oh shit! Because anytime I see uh, in the briefings before the order. Um, just the red line that says uh, traveling through BT territory. <laughs> I'm like, oh mm-hmm. god, no. Not at this time.
4: <laughs> I <laughs> think what, the
2: most... What, once you play it long enough and you start like plotting your routes and all that, and you look at the map, you're like, oh, that's where they are because it's a straight line cannon and I can't go anywhere else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does get a little
3: predictable as the game moves on with
1: mm-hmm. the enemy placement. But, um, I... but you get out of there. You do get you out do. of there. You do get
0: out. You go back to capital knot.
1: Yeah. Yep. And,
0: uh, when you get back to capital knot, Sam kind of looks out at the distance and observes the upside down rainbow. And then you get a call from dead man. And he's, he's, uh, he says like, they're lucky to be back and that people with dooms and BBs shouldn't connect because their feelings can make and cause mix and cause feedback, which amplifies fears and stress. And then dead man's like, this is the only disposal is the only option. And then, uh, Die Hard Man hops on the horn and says that he needs to get cleaned up and come to the president's office. And uh, Sam catches feelings for B.B. and plugs back in. And uh, you see Cliff uh, telling B.B. that he'll always be with him. He's a little bloody. And uh, then Cliff starts singing B.B.'s theme to B.B. And it's a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Anyway, Sam, can you Uh. cue the opening... A few lines to BB's theme here.
1: Fun, isn't it? Mm-mm. It's not fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> dead man, because I have to actually listen to the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, dead man's like, you need to take a shower if you want to see the president, and then uh, uh, Sam kind of uh, he says, uh, um, "BB owes Sam his life," and Sam kind of angrily goes, "No, that we all owe BB our lives," and Dead Man's like, oh I'll look after him." Um, and then Sam goes to sleep. Can I tell you something? Sam, Sam fucking, no matter what condition he's in, going to sleep before taking a fucking shower. Bullshit.
2: That's weird, that. right? Well, also, also like how I, he goes to sleep later on. It's not like, oh, let me get comfortable. It's just wham, right onto the mattress, <laughs> closes his eyes, and he's fucking
0: out. Doesn't take off his suit. Doesn't take off his gear. Just whoop, And then covered in blood, covered yeah. in ink. Doesn't matter. Just goes to sleep, and then you have to deal with it in the morning. Yep, poor boy is and tired. And somehow, sometime in the night, somebody takes his suit off of him. <laughs> that is kind of weird, yeah?
2: It's the same person that comes yeah. and draws his blood. Ooh, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's a creepy bridges um, nurse. You think it's dead, man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if a certain shower scene later on is... Yeah. Be <laughs> um, but yeah, so he goes to sleep, and... Um, uh, he finds himself on a beach again and you see baby Sam, uh, kind of crying and Amelie is telling, well, Amelie walks up to him and tells him it's almost time to go and he says he doesn't want to go home and she gives him a dream catcher and tells him that, uh, it'll keep the nightmares away and then she promises she'll always be with him and then cue episode card Amelie. We're in episode two Was though.
2: Was that the cut scene where it has that weird cut that you and I talked about, Sam?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Wait. No no no, it's the next one. It's the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, so All the Sam,
2: beach scenes kinda of blend together for me. I apologize.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Chris, this this is about to be your moment, so get ready. Oh yeah. Um when you're in this uh when you're in this room you kind of learn a little more about your private room and primarily um, you learn how to take a shower, but you're not high enough level to pee-pee your poo-poo yet. So yet, they block that out. <laughs> um, So you can take a shower, and you kind of look around your room. And at this point, what you can do is you can rip a fucking bunch of Monster son energy, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, that was awesome. That was a crispy pop, Chris. That was a crispy yeah.
0: pop. Are you, are you trying it? Chris has never had Monster I've never
3: before. had a Monster before, and I thought it would be cute to try it. So I'm gonna take my yeah. first
2: sip he's gonna be fucking hyper as shit
0: for the rest of this episode taking, sounds like he's taking his first hit right. of weed ever like. yeah. <laughs> I think that's I'm why the so this energy. is why
3: you make grenades out of your own piss later <laughs> what, the is, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, why do people drink this? Oh, yeah,
2: just, just wait, just wait till you piss later. You'll see why it's that color. <laughs> oh today. my god.
1: god, he's so dehydrated. That, that monster, that monster energy. has to be finished by the end of this episode. <laughs> did you?
2: Did you? I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. When it first showed him with like the monsters, I was like, that's weirdly just blatant. Like everything else is kind of sort of like generic future sci fi clean and then you just got fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: there's I, there's also one other very overt thing down here. I don't know if we see it yet. Um with the shower. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think Oh I yeah.
2: <laughs> Forgot about that.
0: Um what is so who I god I wish I I wish I remembered who posted this in the Discord. But somebody on the Discord um, said, uh, said uh, I wonder if Kojima decided that he wanted to use Monster because the logo reminded him of strands, of the strands from the BTs. That was me. I posted that. That was you? Okay, that was you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so
3: I can't good. be the only one who's thought this, though. The you probably might have been, yeah, because
1: did, it didn't cross it my didn't mind, mind once. I didn't think about that until you posted that.
2: I'm sure So it is all, of the, all of the talk of Monster, and I just saw Alessio's post about it, really makes me wish I had a monster right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the subliminal messaging works, folks. Sure does. Well, they replaced the monster a little bit later. This isn't really a spoiler. They replaced the monster a little bit later with a Timefall Porter. Which
2: I just... I don't even tell... Because why, why would I... Like, that just seems like it'd be detrimental.
0: Right. Well, it does the exact same thing. It's just, what, f- fucking who's making beer what? out of Timefall?
2: Well, you meet him. It's the guy who fucking voices uh, Adam Jensen from Dave's house. Yeah. <laughs> that's his voice actor, actually. I, I was like, that sounds familiar. So I looked it up and it oh, was wow. correct. I think it's, it's cool.
3: millennials, you know? We're always looking for a passive-aggressive way to end it all. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. Oh, my, oh wow.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it decays you from the inside.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sam takes a shower, and he's interrupted by Dead Man, and Sam's just like, "Ah, oh, isn't anything private anymore?" And uh, Dead Man's like, "Nope, except for showering and using the bathroom." <laughs> 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 um, and <laughs> basically that's what he says. It's like, yeah. Not, uh, but uh. It, Deadman says it's good you're taking a shower. Come to the president's office and and Sam, dirty boy, Porter Bridges does not complete his shower and uh, remains. It's because he doesn't use soap. Yeah, he doesn't ever wash with soap. Mm-hmm. He needs soap. Um, but yeah, so he's just very frustrated and he goes to the president's office and Die Hard man's there and thanks Sam for his work and says that Bridges' legacy has a chance to live on, and then introduces the new president. Uh, Samantha America Strand, otherwise known as Amelie. And this is Cole's favorite scene with Amelie um, because they uh, they talk. Um, Dead Men's like, oh, you haven't seen her about 10 years, but she hasn't aged today. And Amelie's like, oh, he knows why um, I'm on my body's on the beach, so I don't get to age. But you do, Sam. You, you look good. good.
1: God. it's so fucking
0: weird right it's okay can i can i express something to and you guys can tell me if i'm off base with this the scenes where amelie is talking to baby sam on the beach seem very much like an adult grooming a child
3: oh yeah that's is that that's a total Drake moment for sure <laughs> oh
0: no <laughs> oh no yeah, uh, no. Sam Sam. Sam Porter-Britus talks to Amelie about girls at school, you know, and just uh, just what to do about those, and, and Amelie just gives him relationship okay, advice. Okay,
1: because hear me out. Like, even if, you know, like, let's say a couple things. One, they're related. Ew, that's weird. Yes. They're yes. not related. They're romantically um involved.
2: Still.
4: Ew, still weird. weird.
1: Just you, Sam. You so am, I, am I the only
2: one that feels like... Uh, Am I the only one that feels that young Sam's voice does not match his body?
0: Young Sam, no. oh my god. The Decima engine he, doesn't know how to make fucking children look good. Yeah. And I don't know but why. Also, Cause Sam also, Sam so, is a fucking cabbage patch monster. And
2: But so so he looks like he's probably about maybe eight to ten years old mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. But he sounds like he's got the fucking voice of a toddler. Yeah. I don't want to go home. No. I
3: don't want to go home. I'll go go one further and say that I think the Decima engine really only does facial features extremely well.
0: Mm. Because, like, if you think about another game, another very good game that uses the Decima engine, Horizon Zero Dawn... Yeah. um, The, like... The the face like it's a good game. The facial features in that game are great. The bodies are a little weird, but fucking Young Aloy looks like a fucking demon, and they they haven't fixed it. And I love like it's a very pretty, beautiful engine. Yeah. But they can't do kids. Yeah. It's almost like the Fallout
3: kids in, uh, oh
0: like, God. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fallout
3: Three. Jesus.
0: Those, like
2: little demon children, the marshmallow babies. <laughs> Man. <laughs> They look like melted marshmallows. Yeah,
0: you. Little marshmallow babies. They get a little bit too much exposure to the nuclear radiation. Yeah,
2: they, yeah, they were hanging out near your little lamp plate for too long. Mm hmm. <laughs> little lamp
1: plate. I fucking hate tunnel little snakes lamp forever.
0: Tunnel snakes rule.
1: <laughs> tunnel snakes rule.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Sam, so Amelie kind of blames him for, blames Sam for like cutting them off and running away um, after Sam kind of expressed some disinterest in what she has to say. Um, and then Die Hardman kind of explains the particulars of the original expedition Bridges One went on and uh, it was meant to establish the United Cities of America or the UCA and that um Amelie kept them safe and that they uh they never missed a BT. And I think that's a curious thing, um, because like they never missed one BT. Okay. They haven't really they haven't talked about this up to the point at least that I'm at. Um, does she have
1: dooms? Like, what's her deal? Okay, this is a good place for me to throw my theory out there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. She's not real. She's not real. She's a construct. I think that she is a construct of some kind. Like, if she's, like, some kind of crazy, like, military AI or something like that, that they have programmed to, like, essentially um, have the kind of, like, characteristics of as someone who has dooms and that the reason why she is the president and I'm probably shooting myself in the foot here for the future, of me playing this game and I'm probably totally wrong, but I'm still going to shoot my shot here is that we knew Bridget was going to pass away. So the, uh, so Bridges put the Bridges and the UCA mm-hmm. put together some grand kind of conspiracy to say, Oh, she's, you know, uh, she's been alive all this time. She is amazing. Cause you keep on hearing people say like, you know, I never really actually got to to see her, talk to her, but yeah. you know, give her yeah. my give her my regards. Like, she did a lot of work, great work for us. The only person that has had any real direct contact with her is Sam. That we can see mm-hmm. any kind of tangible contact, and I think they used Sam as like testing grounds for mm-hmm. the quote unquote Amelie engine. And like, Amelie isn't a person; she is an idea. She is the idea mm-hmm. that Bridget wanted to kind of put out into the world.
0: Mm. So if that's true, Cole, she isn't good or bad. So what is that? Where does that leave Uh, us? She's not bad.
1: So I still win. No, no. (laughs) So um, good either. So so then we slap each
0: other. Okay. I I can handle
2: that. I still agree. I still agree with Sam, but um, actually later on, Sam, someone, uh, someone does directly mention that Amelie does not have dooms, but she has something else
3: interesting
0: okay so there we go is that
3: something else the condition of not being a living person
2: (laughs) no Um, yeah she she doesn't have doom she's got a thing called S3 S3.
0: oh shut up (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) um anyway uh so they keep they kind of explain that they they never missed a bt and they they after three years they made it to um edge Not city on the west coast all the way to pacific and um they were wiped out by the homo demons who are d-e-m-e-n-s which is uh yeah um they're this terrorist organization they're separatists they don't want to connect the world they want to be left alone but they're terrorists so they engineer voids out and void outs in different places um yeah and she she kind of mentions like she's here she's not under guard she's able to use their facilities but she can't leave the city and they kind of postulate that this because they this is like their way of being like hey stay away don't don't come any closer kind of thing so yeah um but yeah um, she she goes she continues one, on she's like she kind of tells like look I carried Bridget's Br- 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 message across the country. But not everyone believes that um, that in this dream that we should be connected. And um, uh, Die Hard Man says it's like people believe that the only way to connect people is to take people by force and to unite the country is to put them in shackles and take away their freedom. And Sam kind of holds up his link and he says, this? yeah, you're no different from the demons. And Amelie insists that it's to unite them and connect them and not imprison them. Um, and then you're introduced to the Cupid. Um which is, which are these, basically is like a bunch of like weird metal USB drives on a necklace that have like this like chiral data in them. Mm-hmm. And they have all the data needed to connect the terminals and rebuild the chiral network. And they want him to connect the terminals and go to Edge Knot, get her out of Edge Knot so mm-hmm. that she can claim the presidency and continue her mother's work. And Sam's like, nah, I'm not a strand anymore. I'm a, i I'm bridges now. And he uh, kind of barges out of the room through Amelie's uh, hologram mm-hmm. and is like, nah.
1: No, I'm good, fam. Word, yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. So,
0: um, so this this is the
2: part where I think my biggest my biggest gripe with the symbolism is, uh, with just sort of Koji. It's not, it doesn't even turn. It's not even symbolism anymore because Kojima sort of like here's these things, these ideas of connecting and all that. Now I'm gonna slap you in the face with it because everything is related to it with strands and connecting and knots and and shit like mm-hmm. that. And it just you know, and also for some reason I laugh, or not for some reason, but I, I find it incredibly funny that everything is like edge not city, you know, lakefront not city, and all that, and it just makes me think of New Pork City from Mario Odyssey for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's a goofy fucking naming convention, and it's it just falls into that sort of like. Uh, I get it, you know, a knot of a rope. A rope connects us to everything. A strand is something that connects one thing to the other. We've got to build the bridges of connectivity. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. not symbolism, it's not an allegory anymore. You're just being blatant about it at this point. And that was my my biggest complaint about this whole uh, this whole briefing scene. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, this isn't a this isn't a new thing for Kojima. I mean.
2: No, I just felt like it was especially... In no, it, it was... It in, is, this,
1: in this moment... It it's,
2: is. You know, it's so- You're totally is.
3: correct, Zach, in my opinion. I think that whereas like the people that Kojima is trying to emulate, like the David Lunches and all that... like David Lynch leaves a lot of mystery for the viewer, and Kojima doesn't know when to stop explaining... And he just, like, mm. well, hits it, it over it, and so over and over
2: It sort of falls under that storytelling uh, method of show, don't tell. Yeah. Where yeah, Kojima yeah. has gone with tell and tell and tell again because yeah, you're too stupid to understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will tell you one more time just to make sure you got it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think maybe he's, like, overcompensating for the language
2: barrier or what have you. Uh yeah that's that's that might be a good point but it's just you know, it's just you know I don't need fucking 17 synonyms of the word connect connected in a briefing where you're telling me about how my job is to go and connect everyone and also um, Amelie's middle yeah. name being America just struck me as kind of lame and kind of shoot in <laughs> Wait, can we talk about the names for Oh a second? god the
3: names like...
0: Oh the fucking name Samantha America Strand <laughs>
2: Samantha, America, Savior, God. Jesus Christ, Strand, Connective oh. Bridges. The
1: third. <laughs> the 1776. I, I love- <laughs> how dare you?
0: <laughs> I love some of these names. Like one of the one of the Intel documents you could read at this point, you find out that Higgs's last name is Monaghan, and you're just like, What? Oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Higgs' yeah. Is, his, his name is Higgs Monaghan. I'm not even it fucking with fuck.
2: you. What a normal name. I love it. Well, so there was so there was one uh that really just struck me as uh it was uh the the wind farm that uh I think Chris mentioned earlier. Oh his
0: last yeah, name, his name is, wind. is Wind
2: and then there's one in the lake and his last name is Lake. I Oh no, it's Jake yeah. Wind. For a second, I thought it was Jake Lake, and that would have been infinitely funnier. <laughs> that would <have> been awesome. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not. But yeah, it's old cool.
1: Jakey Lakey. It's, it's
2: Jake Wind, oh, and I was Jakey, like, "My Come best on. friend
1: Jake
3: Lake, cool oh, ice." Oh, are, are we talking about Nicky Jakey? Is this a Nicky Jakey? Nicky <laughs> Jakey, Nicky Jakey fan podcast right now? Oh, it is. Can we?
0: We're still trying to get him on the podcast. Well, and I
3: listen, to to him. Uh, Nicky Jakey. Bunch of gamer girls out here. We just want to talk to you yeah. about Death Stranding. Bunch
0: of gamer girls. Bunch of gamer boys out here talking about Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so Sam storms out. Die hard, man. It's actually kind of funny how he runs. Sam, wait! <laughs> a little, like, and penguin <laughs> like, follows him out of the room. A little bit, yeah. He he runs, um, up, and, he
1: runs out of the room like a teenager, like who just got like really angsty and was like mad with their parents. <laughs> like I'm leaving, I'm done with this. Yeah. And Die Hardman's just like the like the begrudging dad. He's like, God, get back mm-hmm. here. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. So they kind of talk out, and and Sam gets a little upset, and he kind of talks about that um, that talking about like covering the world in cables didn't work the first time. Um, world covered in cables was never worth to last. I fucking love fucking that song. that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's
1: another band that uh, Kojima really elevated. They really needed the exposure. Uh, this a small oh, small sure. band known as uh, Bringing the Rise, and yeah, they. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that we discovered them. What happens
0: when I bring them? the uh, I'm glad you guys oh, really like then? my song. Ooh, <laughs> Ludens, out of here! Man. Oh, hey, Ludens, uh, Ludens is back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did, did you see Mark um, Hoppus tweeted about this? On, Wait, what? Uh, Wait, what? No, Mark Hoppus tweeted like the day they released that the, the song Ludens, he was like, in asterisks, brings you the horizon.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's wonderful. No, you know, there's no horizon up here uh, uh, in space. Ludens,
2: get the fuck out of my cabin. <laughs>
0: god, Ludens, God. Get out of here <laughs> Don't call your mother <laughs> Um But so Well so actually So I think this might be like This This one little segment Is like the best acting I think Norman Reedus has done In this game Where he goes He goes uh, He says uh, Don't be surprised When the When it comes crashing down again Connect reconnect it's, And he does like a The finger spin It's like a, It's not that simple And he just gets very angry I'm just like Yeah Sam Tell yeah, him Yeah
1: get him man Go off
0: Um and then uh, Die Harman's like, "Hey, sleep on it." And then Deadman comes up and is like, "Hey, I fixed BB. You can use him again. Uh, you guys seem to have an affinity for one another." And then uh, you go to bed. Yep. And Sam wakes up and he's on the beach again. And Amelie's there, and she insists. She says, "You're Sam Strand." He's like, "No, I'm Sam Porter Bridges." And she <laughs> goes, "She goes, isn't it funny? The, <laughs> isn't it funny? Uh, the name Strand." you're stranding is when a whale washes up on the beach <laughs> here we and, go. and strand you can be stranded and i'm stranded on the, on the pacific and uh then she as kind I'm of insists, sitting
2: as i'm sitting here and the controllers is creaking in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and she kind of insists like they're still connected and she takes the dream catcher off of him and puts it in his hand and um, this is the, this is the part that we were talking about, uh, Zach. So she hands it to him. She kind of walks away, and then she turns around. Her dress is gray, and then for like a split second, and then she runs to hug him, and it's red again. Yeah, it does and, this
2: real weird like close up shot where you just see from her shoulders up, but her dress, which is normally bright red at this point, it has been in all the other appearances, is mm-hmm. like this dark, like almost black gray. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's and we for this like. We've seen this in like trailers leading up to this, where it's like it's a wider shot of her with a gray dress. But this is the first time it's shown up, and it's so. Oh, you see, I never
2: know. I never saw it in a trailer, so it was oh, yeah. like especially jarring for me.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's very like it was very subtle, and like I would almost question if it was a mistake. But like I, it, it's it's too. It, Hideo doesn't do shit like that. He's so. Well, I
2: also I was worried that I I was just seeing things, and that's why I, when we were talking, I was like, hey. Just a quick question, <laughs> and when when you confirmed it, I was like, "Okay." I should have been like, "No, Zach, it's always been blue." What are you, what are you, what are you talking are you about? Uh, about, dude? I wouldn't, have, I would not have slept. It's white since. and gold. Okay. I was like, I'm losing it. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so she kind of hugs him and then says to come back. Um, says that you have to come back, Sam, and she kind of walks away. And then the sun is exploding. I think. Um.
1: Soundgarden starts playing in the background somewhere.
0: Black- I'm not <laughs> queuing that here because we will get copyright stricken. For that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he wakes up and he's holding his Dreamcatcher in his hand. And then he puts it back on and connects his cuff. And um, if you try to leave, you can do all your room stuff. And if you try to leave, DiHourman will walk in and we'll ask Sam if he's had a chance to think it over. And Sam says that he do- he's a porter, doesn't care about connecting the world, but he will do what it takes to help Am- Amelie. And then uh, he takes the Cupid. Mhm. Um and then as you kind of leave the room, um you plug into BB again and you find out about Cliff's wife, Lisa? Lisa. Oh, uh, yes. uh oh. It's almost like uh it's almost like you've
1: heard that name before somewhere. Mm, turn around. Maybe like uh, Look behind you. You're, uh, you're walking through some 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 hills. Uh, you're walking through a whole <laughs> lot of hills in this game. I mean, <laughs> Um, but yeah so she looks silence. like she's
0: in she looks like she's in a coma of some kind and I wonder if she's like I mean I don't wonder she's a still mother yeah no um, for sure and uh, he promised her that he's he's gonna take care of BB and then it kind of it, it, that's the scene that leads up to him taking the the BB off of the thing and saying can you hear me it's this is da- it's daddy um daddy mads and uh and now you can start taking you can start taking missions. And so we can kind of, like, we can kind of drive through a few of these unless anybody has anything really spectacular to say about them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just
2: have a funny moment for my first delivery.
0: Okay. Uh, let's talk so, about it. So, yeah, so you can start taking orders. Um, and your mission here is to, like, kind of connect connect where you are in Central Knot to Port not City. Um, and you kind of have to use way stations along the way to connect them. Um, and I... I had like this realization that I think until chapter three, I didn't really understand the crafting system. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, what the, I was just like, okay, I guess I'll make this, but I didn't realize like, I was like, Oh materials, you need those. Okay, cool. And so, That's why <laughs> it took me yeah, it's bit, not,
2: it's not especially clear on that right from the get go. Yeah.
0: It becomes clear as you play and you realize you can't make cool shit because you don't have enough materials. Let me yeah.
1: That much. Recycling comes in handy a whole lot. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah.
0: and like as much as I like I I hate to say it because like for the most part I I think like I really do love this game, but like I think the menu system even after having had it like for a while is a little inelegant. It's hard to keep track of stuff, in in my opinion. I, don't I know. you guys have trouble. I'll with
3: agree it. with that. I think it's it's just counter like intuitive sometimes when you're mm-hmm. trying to select things and like oh, manage oh, your inventory. So,
2: okay, so in every Kojima game, you've had. You know, you've always had, well. First off, in Metal Gear Solid, the control scheme was all fucked up for your menu selection, anyway. <laughs> but in this one, like, you can lay out all your shit it, and you're like, "Good to go. Let's get out of this menu." And you hit O to back out. It's like all your all your saves are going to be changed, and you're going to lose all your progress and what you just laid out. And you're like, "Yeah, oh, you have yeah. to go
1: all the I way down to the bottom." Hold X. Yeah, well, so you yeah. can just you can just hold X right there to. Can you really? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you, okay. yeah, you can. You, ju- you can just, just hold later X and so it'll confirm everything but for you. It,
2: it, it's just so annoying because I'm so used to like, you know, okay, set all my stuff. If I can get out of the pause menu, let's go. And I'll hit start or I'll hit circle to back out. And then it's like, oh, you can't do that. It's just like, ugh, that's right. It's just, mm. it, it's more so on me for just not conforming and just having it beaten into my head at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can agree with that, you know, being a little inelegant.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once again, these are I mean, uh, it's a, it's a slight um uh, it's a, it's a slight downside, but you know, I I've, I've found for myself that it's just kind of become pretty uh second nature like in menus. Oh yeah.
2: And and at this point, like even when I do forget, it's su- it's such a small thing in the grand yeah. scope. of Just hit of circle, the whole game just hit
1: circle again.
2: Yeah, it's barely it's barely a blip on the radar yeah. at this point
0: yeah
1: I' I'm, uh,
2: I'm just I'm just thinking back to how I was feeling at this point in the game where I was like
0: right why there's there's
4: a pretty
3: steep, to I, I was gonna say like there's a pretty steep learning curve you know with the yeah. control system yeah. but once you once you do learn it it's intuitive and I like yeah, that. yeah but I, 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 that. I will also say that this part of the game took me a very long time to get through mm. because I built like 10 bridges
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, you were, like, building bridges. That's impressive and, like, doing, as shit. Well, though. that's why your fucking porter level is so high, because you're, like, building bridges oh, and yeah. making, like, every delivery and all kinds of stuff like that, yeah. which I almost feel like I was five. Is the way the game should be played. Yeah, I was
3: five-starving sure. every, every connection that I yeah. made through
2: Port City.
0: You're a madman. Fuck, fuck those pizzas, though, let me tell you. Ugh.
2: Well, yeah. I figured out a real easy way to do the pizza missions.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about the pizza missions. Let's yeah, see. what what you said, Zach, you said he had a funny story on your first delivery.
2: Okay, so so on your first delivery, when you're going to the way station west of uh, of what capital is Knot. capital not city, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're going to the so um, you you cross a couple streams, you cross cross a big ass field, and then there's a fairly sizable mountain that if you. I found out later that if you stick to the right, you can go around, or you could just go up it, mm-hmm. like I did, and you could go up the, I guess it'd be the eastern side of it, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's close to the capital. You go the east, you could go up the east side on foot, pretty easy, but then it gets real steep on the west side, um, and this is before I realized that you could like tilt, or you could use the touchpad to see the topography and how steep it actually is. So I got to the top and I was like, oh, I've got all these ladders that I built. Let me lay one down. That'll be easy. So I laid one down and I'm going, I'm going. And I didn't realize that it, it was steep, but it was at just enough of an angle where if you lay a ladder down, it juts out and <laughs> leaves you hanging. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, well, I'm going to have to take a fall. And it didn't look as far as it was. I think I fell like 50 feet. It took a Jesus. real hard landing. I was like, oh, shit. And uh, and BB was not happy with me, and I hope I hope that the time fall has since eroded that ladder, or else I have screwed over <laughs> a lot of people. Because <laughs> you're just going along, thinking like, "Dude, dude, do, dude, this ladder's great," and then you're taking a five story fall.
0: Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: uh, yeah. Pucker factor was at a thousand on that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: P- pucker factor. It ain't easy, man. <laughs> extinction factor pucker factor you know all the factors jesus um but yeah so kind of you just kind of delivering stuff and connecting all these way stations um dealing with order number yeah order number five is important because you have to deliver a package to a a distribution center and this is when you kind of run into your first group of mules and it's part of the story that you, you have to run into them um and so you kind of run away from them um and Or like deal with them or run away from yeah, well, them. Like,
1: they, they they end up bouncing because of uh, a storm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course as you proceed you run into more BTs and of course blah blah blah. You go through that whole situation and um, after you get through that situation um, you get a cutscene and BB's not feeling real great and his little pod is flashing red um, and Deadman says that he needs to get to the distribution center so you can like hook him up so we can do diagnostics and it just so happens that you're pretty close there at this point and so um Cause
2: it's because it's of uh autotoxemia
0: yeah so d- Die Hard man calls you and is just like a hey, you're if you're st- too stressed like your body starts attacking you and you develop autotoxemia and that's what bb has so you can see like his mood bars all the way down he's he, he has functions you, if he has autotoxemia functions are disabled you can't mm-hmm. use a bb and so um which you know uh, same you know yeah 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 for <laughs> sure um so you get to the uh, the distribution center. You plug BB in, and then you uh, dead uh, dead man comes in with his, in a, as a chirogram and kind of explains that, you know, in order to for BBs to function properly, they have to be periodically reconnected to their still mother back in Capitol Not City, who is a, just a brain dead woman who is given birth to the BB, um, and that's how they uh, maintain their connection to the other side. Um, and then um, they kind of like uh, Sam like is like, oh, the kid looks happy. And uh, they kind of like they kind of awkwardly smile at BB for a little bit, and then Emma's like, "Nope, it's still a tool. Don't get too attached to it." And then oh, he goes we,
1: away. We
0: might have to kill mm-hmm. it one day. haha. Anyway, mm-hmm. take it Yay. easy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
2: um that just reminded me there was that really cute moment when you're in the private room in Capital Knot where BB kind of like smushes his face
0: against oh, the glass. Oh,
2: yeah. BB is the cutest, and I will die for him.
0: <laughs> you know. I made that I made that Brooklyn Nine Nine reference last week. Is like, look, I I haven't known yeah. BB for a long time, but if anything happens to him, I will kill everybody in this room and then myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
4: Great show. Um,
0: such a good show. Nine nine. Nine nine. But yeah. So Sam goes to sleep again, and then Amelie is back singing London Bridge in a fucking like a fucking psychopath, and. Um, she kind of talks with him about how things aren't edge, not that she's still not chained up or under guard, but she still can't leave. And that he says she says that if he can get to her, they can go home back east. And she just um, she kind of laments about how bad the populations in the cities are and said that humans are meant to live together and that if they can't do that, it's extinction. And then um, Sam's like, well, I mean, even if we do connect the country, the BTs will still be there. And she says, yeah, but at least we'll have hope. Um, and then she kind of walks towards his little wall of like where his like all of his weaponry will be later on in the game, and says that she'll be waiting for him, and then disappears again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> and then he's awake, and then you have an opportunity to talk to Heartman about how to <laughs> use showers and toilets, and how uh, how uh, using them helps Heartman's research, like a weirdo about how his blood and his fluids impact PTS. <laughs> yo yo, uh,
1: hey uh, Sam. Uh- give me some of your piss. I need to make a grenade out of that real quick. Hold on. Hold
0: on, let me drink, let me chug like six monsters. Alright, cool, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh,
1: When you're done, just when you're done, all in just Gatorade bottles. That's, that's literally gonna be your grenades. Yeah, I got you. Hang on. Listen. There we go. There we go. There we go. I think, I
0: think, uh, (laughs) That was a that was a crisp one that was a too. crisp one, so i i i that was a little foley work on my half. It was actually a nice crisp Canada dry ginger ale., Ooh. which is the only uh, sugared soda like beverage I drink anymore.
2: so um, I just realized I just realized something, Sam. her London bridge is only like three degrees removed from the dead space twinkle twinkle little star.
0: Oh, fuck you, Zach <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. am I wrong? No. That's why I said, fuck you, Zach. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, they, I mean, they do share the same tune. A lot of those nursery rhymes are the, just the same tune with different words. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they, they are. They're written uh, in the same cadence.
0: Yeah. So, so anyway, so you have that happen and then you leave again to start traveling the world. And, um, uh, Sam sees another clip of cliff and he's arguing with somebody and, and again, I may be off base here, but isn't that somebody does that somebody sound like Amelie to you that he's arguing with? Or am I just I don't think really
4: I got I, I don't think
2: I got the argument one yet. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh Which man, really it, I got this me I got because
2: this. I've already started getting some repeats.
0: Yeah. And if there is something then, I like haven't knowing that there's Yeah, if there is something that I not seen, that's interesting. I the thought they were just all repeats. the same. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were just all the same. Yeah. There's this thing where he's like over Lisa's like bed and he's arguing with somebody, he's just like, um you promised me you'll take you'd take care you could fix BB or you could take care of BB, and um, sh- this woman talks to me and says that they're doing all all that they can. And She sounds remarkably like Amelie to me. Yeah, I haven't got yeah, that um, one yet because
2: because this one was this one was the first time I got where he was showing BB the book with uh, with the Earth and the Moon.
0: Oh, and all that. interesting. I thought they I think they might be out of order then.
2: Maybe it's like randomized because, like I said, I've started getting some repeats
0: well my favorite my favorite thing about what he says he says he says, "Um he says, uh, we're doing all we can. We're trying to help." and he goes, "All I see is somebody um uh, wearing a mask that keeps lying to me. I'm just like, huh, wow, interesting um, especially well, yeah, given like
3: who we've met so far in the game that wears a mask
0: mm, two people interesting, interdasting mm. two people." Tool people, but he says, but he said he specifically says a woman in a mask, not just a person. Oh in a mask. yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that, refer- that may be that like
1: could, that could be referring to a, to a nurse as well. Yeah, yeah, it could
0: be. Well, that's why I'm saying I don't want to look too far into yeah. it, but it would just seemed just like she sounded like. Oh, no, sure. go down I the guess rabbit guess that's, hole. That's the. <laughs> well, I guess, well I guess that's like the benefit like you've heard three women speak in this game right and then two of them sound very distinct and then yep. Ami is just like a normal sounding woman get so, game
2: like, theory on the line we're gonna get to the bottom of this it's just a theory a it's game theory thing-
0: yeah. thing- <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow that was some shit
0: I no it's no shit I really do I <laughs> I really do like Matt Pat, and I love game theory I just think I just it's just he's very an excitable man and it's it's yeah He's, he um, is
3: the, like, real definition of that Charlie Kelly picture from It's Always Sunny. And he's, like, <laughs> this stuff is, like, pasted all over the wall with the yarn and all that oh stuff. Oh, my God, he is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um, do we want to talk about the wind farm
2: at this point? Oh,
3: <sighs> oh God. Wind farm. I got some shit to say oh. about the wind farm. I've got something- Chris, tell me about
0: the fucking wind farm. Let me tell let's, you. Let's wrap about the fucking wind yeah, farm. Yeah, why not?
3: Tell you, I uh, one time I fractured my wrist in three places, and it was more enjoyable than going down the hill through that fucking forest. I I, I gotta fucking tell. I
0: was gonna say something, but I needed to let that breathe a little bit more. (laughs) You
3: You know, I got two cavities filled. A couple days ago and that was more enjoyable than this fucking wind farm. <laughs> I gotta say, Chris, in that
2: picture you posted while you were at the dentist's office, you look very regal. Well, thank you. You're
1: that's welcome. just his, yeah, that's very just his standard demeanor, let's be honest here.
0: I uh, compared to the picture that my dad like I posted this in the Discord, but compared to the picture of my that my dad sent to me of him at the dentist where he looked like a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> I love what? my dad so much, but he was doing some weird shit with his eyes that I just couldn't get behind. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> no, baby. What are you doing, what baby?
1: You doing?
2: So I, I will um, say that this wind farm is the first time I got caught by the BTs.
1: I st- I didn't mm. because I'm I a coward and a I'm a coward and a toady. So
0: this oh, no, you're oh, not no. a coward and a toady. You're kick ass, Cole. That's what you so are. No. So the
2: only the only reason I got. Uh, And it's not. uh, It just got to the part where they were trying to drag me down, and I was able to get away successfully. um, Was because I was paying attention to a BT on my left, and I had like the camera because this is before I realized that if you click R three, it'll switch over your shoulder to Mm -hmm. show what you're looking Mm -hmm. at. So I had the camera basically facing behind me, and I and it just you know perfect storm of of me near enough to this other one that the Odekirk was focusing on that split second of it going in front of me because this BT phased into existence right above my head and that's when it all went to shit.
1: Oh god, that's terrifying. Yeah. And
2: I made a very uh made a very unmanly noise when that happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to uh give us an example? <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. Probably not good, that. Good, good. Probably
2: not that high pitch, but I'll take it.
1: <laughs> i uh um, i skirted around this entire oh, valley oh my god oh did you stick to the left oh you know i stuck to the left
2: yeah, so, 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 uh, so i didn't realize that but on my way back out i stuck to and going out it was on the right it was fucking smooth sailing man oh
1: my god like as soon as the, yeah. as soon as it came out i was like nope nope they're right in front of me and to my right Going to go to the left. <laughs> and I just started climbing rocks and just kind of looking over to the right. And I was like, yep, they're still over there. Are they in front of me? Nope. Oh. Going to keep going.
2: Well, th- this part was also fun because this part introduces you to a concept known as uh, high winds or strong winds.
1: Yes. And at this point, yes. you
4: know,
2: me trying to be the everyday Amazon package, man, I've been picking up shit left and right. So my, my uh, boxes were piled really high. So uh Sam was getting kinda jelly legged because he had all his wind resistance <laughs> as he's trying to fucking climb around.
1: Fuck, man. No, I, I took the bare minimum like, yeah, no, <laughs> if I have to go through this, none of you people are getting your stuff delir- delivered. I'm yeah. sorry. I got <laughs> one mission right now, and two missions. One primarily survive. B get this like power supply to the wind farm.
2: So that mm-hmm. that part I also found tough because uh because there's a lot of trees, and they're like pine trees in that area. Yeah. And if you if you're not looking at the right angle when you use your kirk scanner, because I don't think we've gone over this, but uh, at this point you have a you have a thing where if you tap the right bumper, uh, it's it shoots out a blast that basically lets you see the outlines of where the BTs are like clearly. Uh, well, if you're doing that in an area with trees, it'll highlight the trees over the BTs, so I wasn't able to see them half the time.
1: Oh man Char- Charlie's Charlie's in the trees right now yeah
2: when you're but going through the dead no, forest and you hear the trees start speaking ghost Vietnamese yeah. <laughs> it, it,
1: but no I, I mean like this is I, uh, Chris did you go through the uh, did, you, did you go like straight through the trees
3: yeah so I I was kind of doing what Zach was talking about up to this point every single package I came across or like picked up with a scanner I was picking up no. and I was and I was delivering <laughs> But when I got to this point, I just realized that like it's this is not actually feasible. This is not the way you can play this game.
1: No, you. So,
3: and that's when I started like dropping things off in in like the the drop boxes mm-hmm. to like entrust with other players. I love because I, I thought at least like it's yeah, so good because you at least get some likes even if you're not completing the delivery you're
2: contributing to the process and yeah you're helping feel you're getting
1: it out of the way of like time falls yeah. and whatnot
2: there's also yeah, something but... so satisfying about like when you get on again after not having played for a day or whatever and the first thing you get is a bunch of pop-ups you know so-and-so used a route you laid down so-and-so used your ladder oh, yeah. and then you get a bunch of them that says like you know lost cargo x y and z was delivered to locations one two and three by so-and-so and it's just such an awesome feeling to be like yeah i'm part of the process mm.
0: I've started using it a lot more because I when I, at first I was like no I'm a, I'm the package troll oh, I, I must God. deliver oh, everything I am one who
1: delivers.
0: Yeah, and then I was just like
1: are you at like 28,000 no, likes right so now. here?
0: I'll take my 24 likes and you can do it. You take
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I felt like at this point the time we're talking right now, I haven't touched the game in 2 days. Right? Mm-hmm. But I've I built um the area that's in episode three, I've built like eleven of those roads, and I can't wait to turn back on the game to see how many
1: likes <laughs> I've gotten see. because get of that, those get roads. That hit of I've dopamine built. from how how many likes you've gotten.
0: Yeah, I have you? I've 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 built like four roads at this point, and I'm mm-hmm. I, every time I do, I just feel so proud. Oh yeah. Anyway, so we, we get we so get past the the other thing that you the other thing that you do that you do kind of get here is you you they teach you about how to infiltrate mule camps for supplies with missions, mm-hmm. and then they also teach you about how to collect chiral crystals and what they do yep um, um this which is kind of like a weird power supply it's Those in this gold hand thing as you see on the ground
1: it's also in this episode that we get um kind of access to vehicles like the bike yes and uh i think the bike is the first the bike is
0: know. my oh i love the bike so much
1: it's fun uh it will take uh it will take damage uh, to your battery if you're going through the water, uh, mm-hmm. but I've found that um, if you are like in the um, the trike mode and you're holding the brake and you're hitting and you're hitting the throttle at the same time, mm-hmm. you will start to do a burnout. And then if you will switch your bike into like uh, actual bike mode, you will fucking rock it. Fuck. Wait, hold yes. on. What are you talking
2: about? What are you talking about trike in reverse? Like mode? like
1: the I mean if you're if you have the like the reverse trike if you have it in reverse trike mode, like where the two wheels up front and the one wheel in the back, if you will hold mm-hmm. like the reverse, like if you hold like uh L2 and hit the throat, hit R2, the throttle at the same time, you'll start to do a burnout.
2: Oh, I thought you, I thought you were saying, like, you could fucking, like, reverse it so it was, like, an no, actual No, I trike. mean,
1: yeah, you could, you could just, you could just drive oh, backwards, okay. but, no, 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 uh.
2: I thought you meant, like, flipping the seat around. I was like, how no, did you guys discover no, all this stuff? No, but that's, I mean, that's
1: how I jumped over that, uh, I'm pretty sure we're all talking about the same chasm. Um. Yeah, f- yeah that fucking, that
0: fucking chasm.
1: Yeah, that's, because that's how I jumped over it, was I had to, like, uh, essentially gas the, uh bike up really really heavy and then just uh as i came up to the uh the cliff i did a a pop to wheelie to kind of get like a little bit more uh hang time and then as soon as you touch over on the other side just kind of pop the uh, back end up a little bit um but it's also in this place that we uh have to head over to the uh the distribution center west of capital not city there's not a mm-hmm. whole lot going on over there um but mm-hmm. from there we have to go to um we got to go to port not mm-hmm.
0: um you have to deliver um some critical aid to port not um uh, that they need
1: um we we do get we do get weapons though at this point you what we do get a weapon though at this point before we have to port yeah get to
0: to, the hematic grenades um, which the heart man has been doing his research, and these grenades are infused with your blood, and they really do have—they really your, do impact BTS. Your
1: blood, uh, so is not at, uh, your BTS are not a fan of your Spooky Boy blood. No,
0: no, right. which
2: was alluded to in the first cutscene. Exactly, so that's why he was just life. like,
0: yeah, because because he well, because at one point, because I don't think we talked about this, like uh, when he's about to head out on his like to like start delivering packages. Dead Man's like, he holds up Sam's boots and like, these have seen better days. You want me to get rid of them? And Sam's like, nah. no, something happened with my blood. Can you look into it? And that's why they're looking into this whole thing. And so they develop these grenades that work really effectively against BTs. These grenades fucking rip, dude. Mm-hmm. They are Love them shit. Yeah.
1: Uh, I had a fun oh. time doing this next part. with going to Portnacht oh, City. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, uh, yeah, lots no, of
1: fun.
2: Oh yeah, it got pretty, it got pretty spoopy there. For oh, me, it
1: got so can... real, real spoopy. Creeping up the I Love the part where you're kind of terrifying. going through that like ravine,
0: uh-huh. like, narrow area with all those BTS. It's great, huh? Did
3: anyone else also learn during this point of the game that if you open up the map, you can mark locations of BTS?
1: No.
2: So I didn't realize that if you, so you can't do that. With the map, I thought you could do that by dropping a sign, though. It's
3: not a sign. There are like white dots on the map if you zoom in super close. Whoa, oh, really? really? After you use the Kerp, and it'll show you dots where every BT is. Oh, in the
2: cool. Skin. I
0: didn't really? Know that. Yeah, wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I was okay. using
3: that to get up the mountain the whole way because I was like doing the math in my head. I was like, I have this many grenades. And if I go this path, there are this many BTs, so I can't go up this way, but this one has, like, two less, so I can make it up that way and clear it out the whole way. Chris Chris made his own Soliton
2: radar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: DIY Soliton. That's awesome, dude. That I is know really cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so knowing that shit, I actually managed to get through here without getting, like, seen at all. Same. And I felt very proud, but it was very difficult. Um, we're not not really difficult. It's just very stressful. Like it's I, again, like I, I I still like even though like I'm am more equipped now. It's still it's still very like because I already have anxiety. Okay, that's like my whole like my whole bit is that I have I'm the guy with anxiety, right? And <laughs> so on the show, so like I already have that, and it doesn't like it, it it doesn't help.
1: <laughs> yes. No,
2: Sam so, Sam old... name is uh, anxious man. <laughs> anxious man.
1: Well, this is Anxious the, man, sad man, pick one. <laughs> this is the part where I uh, texted you guys about where I was like, I'm freaking out right now.
0: Yeah, Cole handles scares worse than me and Isaac does. I think so. Yeah. I, handle,
3: no, I handle I handle it worse than Cole does. Really? I don't like scary stuff
1: at all. No, no, we we are not spooky boys at all. Not spooky boys. Wear a lot of black, but not spooky whatsoever. <laughs> spooky <laughs> and aesthetic, not in movies. Exactly. So uh,
2: this, this ravine was the one and only time that I've tried to use an EX grenade.
0: Oh, like one of the poo-poo pee-pee grenades? Yeah, one of the
2: poo-poo pee-pee grenades. And, uh, How'd that was, go? Uh, Pretty anticlimactic. So I'm you know, i I'm using the hemetic grenades. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking them up. I'm like, they gave me these EX grenades. They must do something really cool, too. So I fucking you know I scanned the Oderkirk, I found one, I lined up the shot, and I threw it, you know it you know fucking glass breaks, and the BT was just sort of like eh, I didn't like that, and he just sort of like floated to the right a little bit, and that was about it.
0: <laughs> so wait, uh, you know who no? So you know who you use the ex grenades on? Mules. Mules. Oh yeah, they do not. <laughs> oh, like dude, it. what the
1: is this piss? What the fuck? Oh my god! Oh fuck, <laughs> fucking gross. Jesus Christ! Why'd you even invent piss? Hey oh, guys, right. what's going on? <laughs> oh god! Oh god!
0: <laughs> Stop fucking pissing! Okay. okay, let me tell you
3: how messed up it is. I think that the mules kink shame you
2: for throwing bottles of piss on them
3: when their whole kink is just delivering packages. That's what they get off on, and that's why they're Which mules. Also,
2: is another one of the things that struck me as lame. It's just sort of like they're addicted to the package Like what? What?
0: <laughs> no. Like I couldn't people- handle automation.
2: Um, they're they're just the future version of people who steal Amazon packages (laughs) what
0: what kind of soap opera all we need to do is is just set up glitter bombs on our porches and that's them taken care of
2: Well, Sam would would set up piss bombs
1: (laughs) I I have a question I just want a a little water sports baby I have a question here so So, Zach you said you used uh, hematic grenades in this point yes did anyone else no I didn't yeah, I didn't interact at all. I just snuck around. Okay. I I
3: used grenades all the way up the hill because I I plotted my way up.
1: I've y- I have yet to use any kind of hematic weapon aside from what we're gonna talk about here in a second. On oh a BT. man, cool! You're, These you're grenades fucking out. rip. Yeah, I, dude. I've I've not used them. They at they all. make <laughs>
2: they they will make your life a lot easier. I'm
1: about to try this out whenever I pick it back up. No, I mean, turn it
2: on right now.
1: Go find some ETs and throw a fucking lemonade. Right the fuck now. I want to hear it live. <laughs> well, do it yeah. live!
4: <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, so after you get through here, you make your way through and you have this very, very beautiful, breathtaking, like, trip down. With another low song. City. This
1: is from the uh, Tokyo Game Show, right? This is...
0: Yes, so... Here's why I liked this better than I did when I watched it in Tokyo Game Show. Whoever was controlling the fucking camera at Tokyo Game Show needs to be fucking fired. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: so I I control of it. I didn't see the Tokyo Game Show. So, like, uh, how egregious was
0: it? Oh, it was bad. bad. It was bad. Like having control of the camera and focusing on what I wanted to focus on made it so much better because it was bad. They were just like spinning around and like focusing on like the grass and shit like that. I (laughs) want to see the horizon. Bring me the horizon.
1: horizon." (laughs) This is is the moment where Kojima was like, uh, you know, yeah, you You could talking about my song again. (laughs) (laughs) You can take out here. He's like, you can take a bike. You can take a, a vehicle down here, but you'll miss all of the beauty. And this is the part where you're supposed to cry and it's like shut up. I mean yeah. it's pre- it's pretty and the reason I <laughs> want to cry yeah. is cuz you just put me through a mortal hell yeah. walking yeah. up this mountain. Uh, when Kojima
2: yeah. says stuff like that I just imagine him locking himself in a closet with Tarantino and them enjoying the smell of their own farts. <laughs> <laughs> At me. At oh, me, bro. Man. Dang.
0: Dang um anyway (laughs) um,
2: I wrote this part to make you cry give me a fucking (laughs) 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 prayer
0: oh Um, asylums
1: for the revealing from that one boys
0: you uh you get down to port not city and you uh you turn in your aid and then somebody I think it's mama that's like hey something bad's happening can you go outside but you should totally you you should
1: totally take these grenades for no reason yeah no
0: reason and so you walk outside, and guess who's there? Everyone's fucking... favorite boy.
2: It's it's uh every voiceman,
0: every voiceman Troy Baker, aka <laughs> Higgs. He's there. Oh my! Name. Um, I really that like that his is. character design. I do too. With it's the exception cool.
2: of the three random smoke grenades he got hanging off the front of his vest, uh, I think his design is really cool.
0: Yeah, he's a really he's, he's a, a really
1: intimidating very, enemy.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, anybody, so who, Cole, do you want to tell us about, about Mr. Higgs here?
1: Oh, boy. It's he's Mr. A, Monahan. He's, uh. Mr. Higgs Monahan. Mr. Monahan,
0: as it were. <laughs> Mr. Dominic,
1: uh, Dominic Monahan <laughs> of Lord of the Rings and Lost. Uh, he starts, uh, you know, talking to Sam, teleporting all over the place. Uh, and I assume he can read your mind, because he's like, oh, Oh, what? yes. The, the president's dead? Oh. <gasps> Yeah. no and he's like really just kind of a dickhead to you the, the, during this entire <laughs> yeah. time he he like he
0: like looks across the the like the whole area where you're at and he sees fragile he's like ah you brought him into this and fragile's just like uh uh oh yeah, he, and he, and
1: he does something and i don't know if this is like him like if, if he's the one doing it but he like zaps her out of existence or she zaps out of existence at that point. Yeah,
0: she she nightcrawlers out of
1: existence. Well, because
2: he makes it rain and then he shoots her umbrella. Yeah. And
0: uh, that's
1: why she zaps out of existence. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, then he uh, summons a, uh, a big old BT, this giant catcher, this like squid monster. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's just like, have fun, bitch. And... Yeah. You have to now beat this catcher uh, because mm-hmm. uh, Die Hardman comes over the, the wire and is like, Hey, listen, if that thing kills just one person, we're all done for. Mm-hmm. And so you're running through tar and you're jumping on cars and getting on top of buildings and chucking grenades. Out of <laughs> Did is anyone that...
2: actually have a problem with this boss fight?
1: No. No, sure it
3: was easy peasy pumpkin peasy, man.
0: <laughs> I think in the moment it's very like it's it's very like heart pounding a little bit, like it's it's very intense. Um, I did I like I did say one of the things I did say I will own up to um, when we were covering like the TGS stuff was um, it looked boring to me. It wasn't boring. No, no, it's um, really
1: fun actually. Like I don't yeah, I don't have it, but fun it, during boss it, fights, but this was a lot of yeah. Fun. It wasn't
0: difficult, but it was not boring. Um,
2: well, it definitely keeps you on your toes, because it's like you get one good hit with a grenade, and then all of a sudden, the you know, like I just stuck to the the half parts of buildings that were floating, mm-hmm. and that would start sinking, so you're like, oh shit, so you sprint to the edge, and you make a leap of faith to the next one, and you're not sure if you're going to make it or not, and then you hit the edge, and you're able to pull yourself up, and mm-hmm. there's another box full of grenades of your blood that you didn't bring with you for some reason, yeah. but you pick those yeah. up, and you start throwing them, and it's, I, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yep, same. Uh, but it's a pretty pretty straightforward pretty straightforward boss fight um you know good
2: intro it, boss fight like i made it out of there without a yeah. scratch
1: yeah same mm-hmm.
2: it really did do a
3: good job of making you feel powerful of like yeah. oh wow i can actually beat these things and i Wait, don't really on. need to worry well even about
0: like after the battle like Heart, i think it's Heartman gets on the horn and he's just like i can't believe it you're the first person that's ever killed one of these things we have hope now like it makes you feel like just like crazy. Yeah, like, like it's, yeah. Whoa, look at me.
2: Wait, hold, so, Cole, you saw how effective these grenades were against this catcher and you just were like, ah, I'm not going to use them anymore. No, it's just
1: like, I i don't know. Like the game puts me in such a state of like panic when I deal You don't with, think about it? Yeah, when I deal with uh, BTs that I don't think about like biting them at all. I'm just like, shit, I just got to I got to bear down and get through this. You know, I'm not thinking in the moment. I'm thinking like, okay, control your breathing. You know, kind of control where you walk. It's not all right. How do I, you know, clear this area? I'm just like, see, for
2: for me, it's turned into a thing where it's like, all right, walk, walk, walk. Okay, Oda freaking out. Scan, there
1: he is. Grenade. I'm good. I'm definitely gonna give that a shot the next time I play. That's, that's, I that's my. That's,
2: that, that's how I. That's the sound I make when I throw things in real life too. <laughs> <I> actually, <laughs> it gets real exciting. I start sounding like Link. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: But yeah, so you do this. You get your <laughs> like. You get your like. Uh, you get your. Uh, your like big, like oh my god, you did it from Heartman, and then you get to take the boat. And that uh, was chartered Lake, by Fragile
1: to Lake Not City. Uh, City, and that's the end of episode two.
0: Yeah, so chapter three is entitled Fragile. So this chapter is about her. Believe and, it or not. Um, yeah, so you get on this boat, and she kind of, uh, she kind of uh, like talks to you, and Sam's on the boat, and he's getting, um, he's kind of getting like comfortable so he takes bb off and he starts like taking his jacket off and his Mm -hmm. uh his uh picture again falls out of his pocket and in like like flutters over to to fragile and she picks it up and as she hands it back to him she goes uh uh she says uh (laughs) "Um, i told you already i told you before uh time the time cannot be erased that easily or something like that or the past cannot be erased that easily yeah and um she's sitting there for a second. She kind of like scoots a little bit closer to him and then goes, I have something to ask of you. And she looks motherfuckers dead asleep. (laughs) He's out like a fucking light. I was like, can you blame him
1: though? I mean, after, no,
0: he's been through a lot. Yeah, Been through a lot. So after that big battle and everything like that, so, um, he's asleep and, um, he kind of wakes up and he's on the boat and it's all foggy and it's Amelie kind of talking to him. And, um, she uh she kind of uh ushers him towards the edge of the boat and they're looking off the boat and you can see the beach and there's little sam and um uh um then the two of them like adult sam and amelie teleport to the beach and watch them interact on the beach and um amelie goes i had no idea i had no idea until you told me that i was alive and you're like "What?" what So that's something and then i think she says she says something like um um uh living is just as is just as good as being dead if you have nobody to yeah. live 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 with you know and so it kind of like goes through what we saw earlier where he says he doesn't want to go home and um I
1: want to go home
0: uh, yeah and she that's when she gives him the the dream catcher and says i'll take you halfway and so you hear this conversation where they're talking about how, like, if you have a body to return to, you can't come and go from the beach um, on your own volition. And so Sam asks if um, if Emily can just use the beach to travel east. And she's like, nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they kind of bump out of there. Yeah. Uh, um well, she says, like, you have to connect to Sam, you have to connect us, and then she turns around, and the fucking boat's coming at her, and then it kind of, like, fades, and then Sam wakes up, and they're there,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and,
1: uh... All your stuff's fragile. on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, for some reason, yeah, all your stuff's just on there, you have to pick all your stuff up, and the animation of Sam picking stuff up rapidly <laughs> is fucking yeah, is. I love it so much feels like it needs um, like a
2: Scooby-Doo sound effect over it. Yeah.
0: If you're like, if you hold down triangle, he'll just be like, <laughs> 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 fucking
2: delivery goblin.
0: Yeah. And so, um, you go to Lake not, you make your, your delivery and, um, they're really appreciative of it. And then you go to your room and this is where fast travel unlocks. And here's a theory that was correct. Um, fragile is your fast travel system. Um, There's just a little wrinkle to it in that um, you can't bring stuff with you so you can teleport wherever you want to that you've been to, but you can't bring your supplies with you. So you have to like make it from scratch. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a inconvenience at the same time as being a convenience. Um, And then, yeah, so then you start taking deliveries and we've got three very or four very specific people that we need to talk to. And this is where we're kind of introduced to preppers and preppers are people that are they don't want to be connected to society, or they didn't at least. And so they built their own shelters and they just kind of live on their own. But we need to use their shelters to kind of connect, to like, help bolster the chiral network. And so Fragile gives you her little bracelet that identifies you as coming on, on behalf of Fragile Express, which is going to be what gets you ingratiated with the preppers. And so you have to make all these deliveries to these preppers, right? And the first one we see is we have to deliver this thing called an Evo Devo unit to an engineer. And the Engineer's cool. He's a cool guy. He's like, yeah, sign me up for the UCA. All good. He gives you your first skeleton. Oh, fuck. Changes the game. If you got to this point and you were just like, I'm not really into the traversal, just get your first skeleton. And that shit will change your life.
3: Well, the skeleton, the skeletons are fantastic.
0: Yeah, I've, I've taken to using... So, later on in the game, Colin, uh Chris, I don't think you've gotten here yet, but um they have a thing they have an all-terrain skeleton oh man that is, is a just my whole jam it's so good it's
2: uh it's the only one i use yeah. now
0: yeah i i stopped using the strength skeleton in favor of the all-terrain skeleton i'm hoping there's a version later that's like all-terrain plus strength which would be fucking amazing well there's also the
2: speed skeleton which was my favorite for a while especially with crossing mm-hmm. those fucking streams Oh, yeah. Well, don't get
1: too used to the uh, the engineer. He's the last cool one that you're going to deal with in this part. Because after <laughs> him, you've got to go see the fucking Elder. Yes.
0: Elder, you have to give him some medicine.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're delivering him a uh, a prescription of medicine that he needs. Uh, and uh, he just doesn't like you at all. Mm-hmm.
0: He kind of like warms to you specifically. He's just like, I don't want to join the UCA. You can all, I'll join the network, but I won't join the UCA, which is a thing that they can do apparently. I'll sign a contract. He listen. This motherfucker sends an email later to you that's just like, oh yeah, I get all these benefits. Why would I ever sign up for the UCA? I'm just like, you're a fucking piece of shit, elder. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Let me get this real clear. Okay, Boomer is not generational warfare. It's a state of mind. It's a warfare against a state of mind. St. Joyce, not okay, Boomer. Just a Boomer. Not okay, Boomer. Elder, okay, Boomer. Yeah. No, I
3: totally agree.
0: Yeah. You can be a Boomer and not be an okay, Boomer. You know what I mean? That's that's very clear here.
3: Junk dealers. Junk
0: dealer is like oh, is like God. young okay boomer. He
3: he is big boomer energy
2: for sure.
0: Junk, junk dealer energy. is a fucking zoomer. Yeah, junk dealer is a, a zoomer. Um yeah, so so we deliver to Elder, he's a fucking dick. We go to the Craftsman, who was a bigger dick.
1: Honestly, I just really could not stand this guy whatsoever. I mean, he is just the worst. Uh he's mm-hmm. almost as bad as the another guy that we have to meet later on. But dear God, for someone who's so smart, he just sucks. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you deliver him beats anti-BT weapons so that people can be safer, and he's just like, eh, I'll uh I'll do this if you go get my toolbox for my abandoned workshop in the middle of this crater of Middle Knot City that got blown up by a presumably fragile. Um, I'll do that if you if you go get my toolbox and there's BTs everywhere, but yeah, whatever. Fucking fuck
1: you. Like I said, this guy's the absolute fucking worst.
0: This
2: is just this. Th- this and the next one were just blatant uh, cases of like artificial padding. It's just So, mm-hmm. like, all right, come on, you
0: know. He does give you the bola gun,
1: which rips. I mean, yeah, he does give us the bola gun, but at the same time, he does this after we go do that bullshit mission in the middle of the crater. Which, by the way, he didn't expect for you to come back from if we're you know just for full <laughs> clear that's not nearly
2: as bad as the other one
1: the junk dealer one yeah yeah that's not great um,
0: which yeah, the in menu between,
2: is a fucking lie
0: yeah yeah um in between uh you get you, you so yeah so it's in so part of this is that like people have been like expressing throughout this chapter that fragile expresses like she's a hero she's a traitor she's a terrorist she's this she's that and one of the things that they've blamed on her is that she she basically helped obliterate Middle Knot City off of the map. And so you have to go, you have to sneak into the ruins of Middle Knot City to get this guy's toolbox and bring it back to him. And he's very surprised and he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll jump on the network. And then you get the bola gun, which is cool. Um, but, but yeah, so you do that. In between our next uh, prepper and um, these ones... Um, you have the ability to develop bikes, which is awesome. And then you also learn how to build roads, which are these like awesome highways that are just straight shots to certain places. Um, and the, the first road you build is just like a straight shot from where you are to like the next big distribution center in the South of the area. So definitely, you definitely want to connect to that. Um, you have to deliver fucking pizza to this guy at one point, Peter Englert. And he's not even there. not even there they don't even make a hologram for him and you have to keep the pizza upright otherwise it's bad um (laughs) yeah
2: yeah i just put it in the bed of a truck and drove it there um
0: but yeah so you're just kind of delivering a bunch of stuff um it teaches you how to build safe houses so you can kind of build um private rooms wherever you want to if you have the supplies so that's good Um, um So that's pretty good. You learn how to build, like, a lot of really cool stuff in this chapter, which is very nice. Um, the next, like, order you get is an urgent delivery. You get 45 minutes to deliver this, like, old component um, to the junk dealer. Um, and you have to cross this, like, big canyon to get there. And um, you get there and you deliver the um, the component to the junk dealer. And then... Um, uh, and then I think doesn't he make you collect a bunch of old components?
2: Yeah, and um, so that's what I was referring to when I said it's a lie because he has you go into a uh, he has you go into another BT infested area, and there's for a total of hundred and ten kilograms of old components, uh, but on the menu it's like a minimum of sixty. So I went in there. I was like, "All right, cool. I'll grab fucking sixty and I'll, uh, I'll head back and I'll just get it done." Well, I go back there and it's like, "Oh, your your order's not complete. Do you know? Drop these off and do nothing." So I had to go all the way fucking back to pick up the other forty kilograms of uh, of old components uh, yep. just to fucking complete the delivery.
0: Well, so you can do a partial delivery. This is the first thing you can. Do. Yeah, no, I
1: only I only delivered sixty.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't let me. As long as it, you have at least 60, you can do a partial delivery. Because I deliver You have to s- do like an extra... We have to do like an extra menu step to do it. And it's super... And that's, again, with oh, okay. the menus being like really inelegant, like it's super unintuitive about how you have to do it, but you can do it.
2: Oh, shit. I'm, I made a second trip for nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but you deliver that to him and then he just like, uh, okay, I guess you're kind of cool. Um, oh, well, I, also... But like...
2: Also, and I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. Don't forget that... Both times that you interact with the junk dealer so far, he makes you oh sit through like forty-five seconds to like a minute and a half long uh, hologram of like, this this chick with really strange bangs, uh, yeah. playing and with eyes, a, honestly playing with a uh, playing with a um, an hourglass.
0: Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre. It was super bizarre and yeah. kind of kind of creepy. Well, did you notice?
3: And everything? Did you notice that the sand and the hourglass looks a lot like the chiral crystals that you pick up?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's because it's, uh, I mean, I think it is actually got ch- chiral crystals in the actual hourglass. Well, also,
2: yeah. what kind of bothered me was, like, the girl looks like she's anywhere between 16 and 25. And she's... Yeah.
1: yeah, she does but look she's... super young.
2: But, but also, like... She's playing with it like a three year old that's bored and just has like a random fucking object. It's just sort of like running around, you know?
1: Yeah, and I'm not completely convinced that this just wasn't and what just wasn't just someone that Kojima knew and not an actual actress and he was just like, Hey, you wanna be in a video game real quick? Maybe because
2: I mean and then the whole next part was just I muted my TV.
1: Yeah, so we find out at this point that, uh, this girl is actually like the, uh, guy's, uh, girlfriend, mm. which is weird for one, obviously. Uh, but, uh, two, that mm. they both think that the other one is dead because her mom lied because he's a bad person and he just assumed that she was dead, I guess. But it doesn't make any fucking sense because now you have to take them to each other and, uh, they're like stupid close. They're to each so other. fucking close to each other.
0: Well, oh my well, god.
2: I, I was going to say I was going to say this is more like what? He's alive. Wow. My mother said he was there. like just ugh. It, it made it made Samus from other
0: MC look to me.
2: <laughs> oh my god, if, if the girl had had the Jewish grandmother voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so this is the first time you have to actually transport a live human on your back, and you have to get rid of, like, most of your supplies to do it, which sucks. Yeah,
1: so you have to strap her uh, to your back, and then you have to take her to this dickhead, and she talks the entire time. So much. For someone who is definitely not an actress, she sure does go on and on and, and on. So
2: it, this is made even egregious by a later on mission of where you're transporting someone who I wanted to hear from. And they had like mm. two lines for the entire trek.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very sparse. where this chick like, wouldn't
2: fucking shut up.
0: Like you said more lines in between this in the short walk. Than like most of the characters in this game have so far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, another crazy part is like you finally reunite them, and Mm -hmm. she does not seem for someone who loves someone so much, she does not seem happy to see this cat, and he doesn't either. And they do this weird, like, yeah, marriage ritual thing, but it's just like, you want to marry me? And they're like, oh, we're married, I guess it's great, dope. It's just, it's just fucking weird,
0: man. Well, so this saga unfolds via emails where they get married <laughs> and then he emails you and is just like don't ever get married yeah, this shit and then sucks. they're just it's like getting worse and worse and then you find out that they split up and that she just went back to her mother and yeah, she, she made the trip by her herself I was like y- you made the trip by yourself but you could you couldn't just walk there the first time what the fuck's wrong with you well there
2: was also so there was also a weird like bipolar moment in this where she shows up and she's like, You brought you gave me the hourglass. He's like, Yeah, because I missed you so much. And then and, and then she's like, We don't need this anymore, and just fucking smashes it. And you can tell it like shocks him and she's just sort of like, This is life now. <laughs> Peace <laughs> yeah. was never an option.
1: The way she acts in the scene just reminds me this of is- like a really edgy teenager just like reacting to a diff that they didn't want. Just like, I don't want this anymore. This
3: reminds me of like this this girl I had an internet relationship with on his over a Zenga blog. Wow! And she got she got mad that I didn't put her in my MySpace top eight. Like that's that level of
2: relationship. I mean, back in the day, that top eight that could make or break friendships.
3: Oh, for sure, man. And apparently, like. So can our glasses filled with chiral crystals for some reason,
2: but good Lord, I just I despised everything about this whole little arc
1: yeah, this was the longest slog through this game for me um honestly I just i I did not like damn near anything about mm-hmm. this part except for like maybe getting the bowl gun. I honestly would have rather you know carry been over encumbered and walked through Three valleys full of BTS than to ever do this bit ever again.
3: Yeah, at least that would be a little more engaging.
1: But we do get to go to a, a pretty cool uh, film director. Actually, uh, bring him a uh, old delivery there.
0: Oh yeah, he needs a tablet. It's got some uh, some uh, some, ta- some stuff on there. Probably don't know what it is, but probably movie shit. You walk in, you're delivering a fucking tablet to Jordan Vote Roberts director of uh of kong skull island and presumably the metal gear solid movie if it ever happens um lovey jordan um that's really cool so that's a really cool one the other one you can get that i really love and we've kind of talked about this is that um there's a uh there's a quest to get uh you have to deliver a sewing kit to a cosplayer right and the so and like the fucking thing is like in this like ravine down deep. You have to like cr- climb down there. And it's so hard to get to. It's like literally the 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 prepper building is tucked into like a cliff inside the cliff and down in the bottom of this ravine. And but you get there and it's this it's this um it's this woman there and she's like, Oh man, this is great. Thank you for this. this my partner's gonna love this. And so you turn in the delivery, and when it comes back, the person in the hologram is Coden O'Brien. Um, oh, what? and he's wearing an otter hood and he's saying like a really a bunch of like, doing like a bunch of really bad jokes about like cosplay and otters and shit like that. And so he gives you the hood and it, it helps you like not get swept away by like water when you're in the water. Um, and I wear it all the time because it's really funny because when um, when your hood comes up when it rains, um, it makes like this like squee noise and then like if you look at it from the side like his little hands come up and grab your head and it's an otter hood instead of a regular hood. And it's the most adorable thing I ever did because otters are my favorite animal and I love them.
2: So I might need um, to go back and do that because I didn't interact with the cosplayer at all. And there have been a few oh times yeah. where I've been swept away and it's...
0: Yeah, it's, you should... The uh, controller has almost
2: gone through the window. <laughs>
4: um,
0: the other thing that I did want to mention too is that the uh, the guy who runs... Thomas Sutherland, who runs the distribution center south of Lake Knot City, is uh, Edgar Wright, who is the director of... Many movies, including Shaun of the Dead, but my favorite movie of all time, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So I I was very pleased to see him in this movie. Sam, what's your view count for that now? 125.
1: Yes, 125. Wow. It's, uh, well, it's at this point that uh, we have to take a uh, another delivery and we find out some more things about our uh, golden boy, old gold skelly boy, Higgs. Um, and we kind of learn his relationship between, uh, the relationship between him and fragile at this point in time, yeah.
0: he used to be, he used to run his own like shipping company and he used to work together and then he did something heinous and just became this huge terrorist.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, we find out that he was essentially behind, um, the, uh, the terrorist attack that, uh, took out, uh, um, what's the name of that city is a middle. Middle Knot City, yeah. Um, And
0: so South Knot was spared for reasons that we don't quite know yet, but Middle Knot was not spared. Um, And so you get this order. It's Order 38, I think, um, to deliver these emergency provisions to South Knot, and there's nine containers. And so you load them up, and as soon as you do this, some very weird guy in a bridges outfit walks up to you and says there's an additional package. And listen... As soon as I saw this motherfucker, I was like, who's this? Oh, And I was see, like, oh, you fuck!
2: See, if you see the, tr- the trailer, you know.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think that I saw... Well, I don't remember seeing this in any trailers, so I was no, no, like, no, what but, the... F-
2: what's well, because it shows his face, and in the, in the final trailer, you see Higgs' face.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, I didn't expect him to be a fucking... Disguise himself as a Bridges guy to, like, give you a package. I do you know like I his, mean?
2: like, barely-disguised giddiness in his voice. Mm-hmm.
0: It's very it's very funny he's like oh and be careful with this one it's uh <laughs> fragile <laughs> because it, because this was this was an order from fragile herself he says. And so um so presumably and I didn't because I immediately recognized it as some bullshit um presumably speaking if you just ignore it and take it to South Knot it will probably explode. Because if you read actually if you read the description it says if Sam gets too far away from it or if it um, if it gets delivered to South not it'll blow up. Well, well. Also, um,
2: not not only that, but just if you open up the description, because in the menu it shows you what your cargo is. So immediately you open it up, and just the first thing is thermonuclear bomb.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, and so I think some I think the description also says you should see fragile about this, and at some point, Die Hardman also lets you know that she's at the distribution center. So if you go to the distribution center with this and rest. Sam will be sleeping and then he'll have like a dream about this guy and then it'll it'll like look up and it'll obviously and like the ink comes out of his eyes and it's obviously Higgs and he does like this shh, like puts his like does a shush thing and Sam wakes up and he goes Higgs <laughs> 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 and fragile pops in, and she goes what's wrong she says he says Higgs he was here he was this disguised as a guy and he gave me this thing to, and he said that he said that you requested the order she was like I haven't requested anything and so they open it up and they find out it's a bomb. And so the mission—you have a timed mission. I think what is it? It's like it's ten minutes.
1: Uh, four. I think I think it's somewhere around. I think it's like 16, uh, sixteen, seventeen minutes. I think I want to say. Something
0: they give like you that. the time missions are really like they give you a lot of time. They really do. Yeah, it's it's yeah. real
2: funny when you've got an hour to make a delivery and I make it in four minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, um, real, real sense of urgency. Like, oh, you made it here nice. really quickly. So basically you have to you have like you have 15 minutes to get from the distribution center to the tar pits and basically chuck the bomb into the um the pits so that it will it won't blow up and kill everybody and so you do this and it's actually not a difficult trip like it's a surprisingly easy trip um unless you try at least to for me. I don't know
2: across the crevice in a truck <laughs>
0: Well I didn't I yeah, I was on the bike and, like, I never had to go across the crevice because if you, like, come out of the distribution center and just stay on the side, it'll take you to where you need to go. Yeah, I didn't the
2: see crevice. that. I, I was like, oh, I gotta make a beeline to it.
0: Mm. Yeah, if you, like, go right a little bit more than you'd like to, it'll it's an easy path around. Um, but you get there and then you you have to hold it in your hand and then go like you're swinging to fucking yeet somebody with a briefcase and then let go. And it'll throw it into the I, the tar pit. I and actually then,
2: like how they do the throwing mechanic of that. I do too. It feels, like, it too. feels natural. It's, it's
0: interesting. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I I enjoy it. It's it's not. It doesn't feel. It feels good. It feels good, Sam. You look good. It um, feels really good. <laughs> so yeah. So you chuck the bomb into the tar pit, and it explodes, and everybody's fine. And then um, Fragile tells her story. They kind of talk about how like, hey, you're a hero. And I'm a hero, and nobody, everybody, would be dead if we didn't work together to get this done. And she tells her story about how she basically she was just like, look, she was just like, I had to make a decision. And this is that flashback where she's on her knees, like with her hands behind her back. The the scene from the trailers, um, they had her like dead to rights, and said, look, you can save yourself. And this is Higgs, and he's like, you can save her, yourself and like disappear and trans- transport yourself, um, but you'd be dooming all these people or. You can run this through Timefall to get it to the to the tar pit, and uh, you can just you can destroy your body. And so she chooses to run, but he takes his mask off and he says, "Look, I don't really like my face. That's why I wear a mask." But you, your face, you take pride in your face. I want people to see the symbol of what the, what this like act is. And so he takes his mask and puts it on her, and then um, pushes her out into the rain. And so. Th- that's how her body got, like, soaked in Timefall. She sacrificed herself to get rid of the bomb so that the people wouldn't die, but in the process, everything but her face was aged rapidly. And so, after this, Sam and Fragile kind of have their, they finally have their understanding, and um, you can go to, uh, you can finally deliver these uh, other nine boxes that are actually good to South Knot City, and you do. And then what happens is that Somebody, like, Mama detects a supercell, and you walk outside, and there's a fucking tornado. Not the developers
2: of uh, Clash of Clans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a supercell, an actual supercell, like a tornado, like a weather event. Um, You get sucked up into the sky, and you get sucked up into this tornado, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? And then it's chapter four.
1: And you end up right in the middle of the Maginot line. Right in the oh. Maginot line. Chapter allons
3: four. Allons-envent <laughs> de des manches.
0: allons patrie. Uh, we're in episode four Unger, baby. And it's a very short chapter. It's about like 20 minutes long. But this is the first time we are in this like hellscape war-torn zone. And guess who you're there with? Oh yes, a mysterious it, man. It, it's a mysterious man. So you wake up and you're in. The, you're basically in World War One, and there's a bunch of like wispy characters just like running around. This was such and a cool sequence. It's so fucking cool. This is this is this was like up to at this up to this point favorite part of the game because it's just so cool. Um, keeping in mind here that when you turn in the supplies, you unlock the ability to create assault rifles and pistols, and you're just like, hmm, I wonder why. Um, <laughs> because whenever they introduce a new weapon there's a reason for it um, so you come in and your stuff is scattered around so you follow this path and you have to collect these these your your stuff again um, and there's no you don't really have to engage the first time I went through here actually one of those weird tentacle tanks like pinned me against the wall and I didn't see it Um, and then it killed me so I had to try again and then <laughs> Zach can attest to this and I don't know if you guys can attest to this too <laughs> Um, I got fucking yeeted in the face by a goddamn biplane that crashed. I don't know. (laughs) So, okay. Okay.
2: So, so that happened to me. So I was like, oh man, fucking cool scripted event. Makes sense. Whatever. So I go off to the left. I fucking calm BB down because he's crying at this point. I'm like, all right, he's taken care of, let's continue on. So not realizing that it's stuck in an infinite loop, as soon as I get back on there, the fucking biplane comes and smashes into me again. (laughs) So I was like, fuck. So I got BB screaming at me. There's bullets going all over the place. So I just sprint past where the biplane is and and actually ended up walking, uh, doing like a cool maneuver. I was walking behind the tentacle tank as it was backing up to protect me from the gunfire. And then that got and then that got blown up. So that's when I called down, BB.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's been it was pretty crazy. Um, but after this, we get a pretty sweet scene of our boy with some uh, some other boys. You have this really cool fucking scene. So these skelly
0: men, these Skellingtons, as Jack would say, wearing this like with like World War One getup, um, kind of walk forward, and they're like very tactical and strategic. And um, Yeah, interesting that they're of using the... modern tactics for World War I soldiers. hmm it's, it's, very, it's very weird. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. It is. It's like it's, a good juxtaposition. It's very neat.
3: This reminds me of something um, Cole said earlier when you guys were kind of like forecasting into what you thought this game would be about the mm. time compression aspect. Yeah. Because I think he posted it in the Discord that like in one of the trailers you could see Doughboys. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so uh yeah, cuz in the first in the first trailer that you see Mads uh which is also the one that introduces Guillermo del Toro, uh it's all it's all skeletons in World War 2 getup.
0: Yep. So it's it's just like a super cool it's like a super cool like scene scenario. Um uh so you um you uh you kind of, you go in and, like, out of the ink comes this guy, and it turns out it's Daddy Maz, he's covered in, like, this inky black stuff, and, um, then he, he kind of, like, throws up the ink a little bit, and then he just kind of becomes decked out in, like, war garb, um, and then he lights his magic cigarette, takes a couple drags, throws it, and then he, um, he, and kind of while he's struggling, like, the Skellyman, like, like, surround him like to protect his back um uh you know what I'm saying and it's uh it's pretty it's pretty cool um yeah some uh, some of
2: my favorite imagery so far has been uh has been mad's uh you know when he's in his full tactical outfit and he's uh and he's surrounded by his spooky scary skeleton soldiers <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's he and i like I said earlier i love mad's get up and uh and the fact that like you know he's he's in more modern gear he's in you know three color desert combat uniform which is what we used uh in the early days of iraq and afghanistan and he's got an actual plate carrier with real pouches and i think the coolest little detail was on the back if you look he's not wearing a backpack he's wearing this zip-on panel that you can get for your vests which are like extra pouches for your buddies to use Mm -hmm. and and yeah in the back
0: um, but yeah, so, so that, yeah, that's actually, that's really cool. After you get this, um, after this whole scene comes up, it's just very cool. And they start kind of like stalking the trenches. Um, you kind of go into the trenches and so I, am pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, that scene happens when you arrive, correct? What's that? That scene of, of, uh, of, of Cliff. So It does, like, yeah. The, it yeah, right. happens as you arrive. Yeah. And then you go to the trenches yeah, and when you get down into the trenches, you have that really cool scene of like, like, uh, Cliff just like laying in that spider web of like inky shit. No, it's barbed. It's barbed wire. It is barbed wire. That's right. It's like a spider web of barbed wire. Yeah, he's got a throne
2: made out of it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did, mm-hmm. he just looks Daddy so man's. fucking cool. And then the the um, the baby doll like opens its eye, and that's fucking terrifying. Which also opens has that. Eye.
2: It has that weird scar. Or the cross mm-hmm, scar on that's stapled well, so, shut.
0: Yeah, so it's stapled shut. Cliff has the same scar in his stomach that Sam does.
3: Yes, uh, I th- we alluded to this earlier, Sam.
0: Yeah. That you and I may have the same theory about this. Mm-hmm. So, 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 talk to me, wrap at me about your theory.
3: So, in the very beginning of the game, where you experienced that first void out,
0: mm-hmm. to
3: me, it kind of looked like those, like umbilical things were coming Mm -hmm. out from this giant bt thing Mm -hmm. right uh and then you see sam has the same umbilical region right Mm -hmm. so it's almost like maybe sam is a bb or was a bb Mm. and maybe mads was too Mm
4: mm-hmm
2: uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
3: Cuz the Oof. B I remember distinctly the description for the BBs in part of this gallery was that BBs are neither alive nor dead. They mm-hmm. are still in the womb. Mm-hmm.
0: Is their thing. And if you think about the launch trailer too, like the description for Sam is you know he's he's a man who's cut connections to the living Sam or something like that. And so like the BBs like the design of the BBs are meant we it gets explained that the design of the BBs are meant to not have an affinity towards living or death one way or the other it's meant to be neutral so that it can strengthen the side the the connection to both and so if you connect if you disconnect from the living Sam the dead Sam the side of Sam that wants to be on the dead side can be on that side and so yeah hmm hmm interesting um, so this next part, yeah.
2: this next part fucking got my got my heart racing, but in in a more fun way than the BTS.
0: Yeah, this shit rips. So, um, um, yeah, so so the baby doll that's like hanging off of this barbed wire opens its eyes, and that props Cliff to be awake, and he wakes up, and then it's fucking he's he like sends his go time. Yeah, he sends his fucking guys after you. And then you're just kind of skulking around the trenches, killing dudes, and so you have to kill all these Skellymen. Um, you run into Cliff, and he's in this entire time you're hearing like the pat, the fucking Odenkirk sensors going off, um, letting you know where they are, and you hear Cliff asking like, "BB, and where am I?" and all sort you? of stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so you're just going through these trenches and fucking murdering dudes, and you have to you have to kill the kill the Skellymen, and then you have to you have to not get cliff down a few times um like or, or I'm sorry what is it combat veteran
2: yeah right now he's out like that yeah. combat veteran
0: yeah yeah we don't know him he's introduced like he does that that they do that character thing and they just introduce him as combat veteran um and so uh yeah you're going through downing him you down cliff you down cliff a couple times in the trenches and then uh some stuff happens but how did you guys feel about this section cuz it's so wildly different from literally everything we've done so far i love it yeah this this
2: was really well done for the drastic shift in gameplay
0: Mm -hmm. um it's such a pace breaker too right because it's just like it's so different it's so like it's so high intensity like comparatively to everything else that it's just like it almost feels like it feels like the downtime you know what i mean like the uptime yeah. is the downtime because the rest of the game is basically downtime. Yeah, it's
2: basically you spent this far, you know, just sort of traversing and having your heart almost beat uh, through your ribcage because of BTS. Have fun, go shoot some guys. You know, it's it's fast paced. It's you know, it's it's basically yeah. it's it's almost an on rail section because you're in the trenches at that point. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really have yeah. to worry about them coming at you and flanking you or anything.
3: I, to me, this reminded me of like playing Metal Gear Solid Two. Where I've no I know this has been talked about before on the show because this is Alessio's favorite Metal Gear right mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we we kind of lamented the the loss of these very structured gameplay segments right because of mm-hmm. it, it, the, the those things have like fallen to the wayside in, in the favor of an open world but this is a really great linear. Like structured Kojima Metal Gear Solid Two moment in Death Stranding, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. It is just fantastic.
0: Such a good, such a good moment, and just like it, just it just it just feels so different and so like so like fresh. And I had this kind of I had this conversation a little bit with Alessia, but it was because he hadn't gotten to this point. But when we talked last week, but um, it was like it. It felt like I was getting to a point where I was like, "Okay, I'm kind of getting a little fatigued." And then they do the shit with the bomb, and then they do this, and they pull me. They pulled me right back. The in. exact like same. The, the
2: exact same thing happened with me, Sam. Throughout, yeah. throughout episodes two and three, I, I was honestly, I was kind of getting sick of the game, which is you know all the exposition dumps and and sort of you know the unnecessary slow mo. This part actually uses slow mo in a really cool way. Um, mm-hmm. It's Like
0: whenever you take somebody down, like it goes slow mo. Yeah, as
2: opposed to whenever you grab a fucking bug or when it starts raining. <laughs> um, uh, it, I've I've gotten used to it at this point, but in the in those first few hours, it irritated the shit out of me. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I had the same thing where I was just I was honestly getting kind of sick of the game, and I was like, "Am I not gonna like this game for the rest of it?" And then this pulled me right back into it, man.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's kind of meta in a sense that like. This feels the most video gamey
0: part of the game so far. Yeah. Which, like, I think it's good because it's so, like, it was just, like, it's, it's spaced so well. And it just feels like, it's just, like, it gives you that, like, glimpse. So it gives you that stick, right? Instead of the yeah. rope. And it's yeah. like, you've had so much time with the rope. And it's like, okay, here's the stick for a little bit. And then we're going to go back to the rope to kind of, like, placate you a little bit. And it kind of felt like yeah. that. It felt like him managing, like, us and our expectations a little bit. Yeah, which I really, which I kind sure. of enjoyed. For sure. Yeah, it, def- it definitely felt like a sort
2: of a natural step in, like, alright, you've done all this for this long. Have a little bit of fun. Uh, you know, go wild.
0: Yeah. I really like that section, but you finally down Cliff. I think you, it's like three or four times you have to down him before the segment ends. Um, and you down him, and then he, you walk, walk up to him, and, like, he notices BB and he starts freaking out and like, starts to like fight Sam. And then, um,
2: no, that's later.
0: Uh, no, that's, yeah, that's the next one. What, what happens this time? Can you, please somebody, um,
2: me. I think, I think with this one, it's just, he...
1: he, he's like grasping at it. He's like grasping at BB and yeah. then like Sam, like just kind of jerks BB away from him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then it kind of like flashes back and, Sam is just standing outside of the South Knot City again, and all of the shit scattered around all the place. Um, And for the record, I was pissed because I went to go make new shit because I thought they just took all my shit away and I didn't see it on the ground. (laughs) So I made all this new shit. (laughs) Oh, there's my old shit.
2: Well, and 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 when you come back, uh, because you were on the you were on the comms with Mama right before Mm -hmm. you got sucked into the supercell. So she's Mm -hmm. uh, she's asking where you're at, and you're like, hey, you know. You're like, where the hell did I just go? She's like, what are you talking about? We were just talking like 40 seconds ago.
1: Yeah, you've only you've only been the storm only lasted for about uh, like a, a like a second. Yeah, as soon as you went
0: outside, it went away, and so like Sam is having to deal with like, well, I was I I did this, and she's like, no, you were gone like you okay boomer Collins for like we lost <laughs> okay boomer we lost Collins for like a minute. Chill out. Yeah, and Sam's like, and no, so I was there for deal. hours. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and honestly, like, I found her explanation really odd, because mm-hmm. we've been like exposed to so much other supernatural crap up to this point. It's like, oh, you're not gonna believe this, like, yeah, whole time compression thing happened when I'm literally being sucked through the ground. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
1: A tangible, a tangible afterlife. No, I can totally get it. I can go, yeah, get yeah, on that. Yeah. yeah. Time bad.
0: compression? Hell no. Nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking miss, lunatic. Miss,
0: miss me that shit. <laughs> and then Sam's like, "No, um,
2: I really but, was there."
0: Yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, boomer," and so <laughs> she she ba- so basically she kind of like dismisses him a little bit, and she goes, "Okay, well, come and see me at my lab. We have to talk." Which is a-okay and because
2: Margaret uh, Corley can do no wrong. <laughs>
0: And that's the end of a uh, chapter four. It kind of ends when you go to see Mama, but like that's that's basically the end of chapter four. And we've done yeah. it. We've recorded a very long episode. There it is. Um, talking about the first uh, the first four chapters of Death Stranding.
2: We, we went down a couple of rabbit holes on that one.
0: <laughs> so many rabbit holes. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, that was that was an episode. That's. Uh, Oof. Yeah, we covered a lot. Um. You know what I just. Uh,
3: I feel kind of bummed right now that we didn't talk about the Luden's fan.
0: Oh shit. We didn't talk about Luden's fan. You want to talk about him really quickly?
3: Yeah. So Luden's fan. I think that like, this is Kojima writing himself into the game through Jeff Keeley. <laughs> but he talks so he about his,
0: using his boyfriend as an avatar. Right?
3: right. I think so. But if, if you've read like hey, all of the interviews and him. like, email stuff. Yeah, yeah. Come
2: on over,
3: buddy. Come come, come in, Ludens. Let's talk about you. Uh, but the Ludens fan talks about how uh, Ludens was like the next stage in game. Right? And mm-hmm. well, it God, has this connection. Me, <laughs> yeah, you just invited actually, me in. Why are you yelling at me? It, it has this connection to like a real piece of literature called Homo Ludens that talks about how like play was some of the earliest development of of people like homo sapiens right it's how we first learn to interact with people but that this game that ludens is the main character of brought people together in such a way that had never been seen before Mm -hmm. and at this point when like i read that message from jeff keely i was just like oh my god kojima like, are you just blowing it up your own <laughs> ass right now? <laughs> no, he's talking about my kid.
4: Dick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, but I, I think this is like, thought, Chris. it was definitely like, I think his way of trying to explain like what Death Stranding what he was hoping Death Stranding would be.
2: Well, so that, that, mm. that sort of goes right back to Kojima locking himself in a closet and enjoying the smell of his own farts. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's on to something with like video games are bad, right? That's his whole thing. It's like yeah. video games are bad, and the people who really like video games are also bad. And they make you like slaves to this. I don't know. Slaves might be a strong word, but the, you could they, definitely they, like um, he's got some hangups about his time at Konami and his yeah, experience like- with Metal Gear fans.
1: They, they impose a certain kind of, like, narrative on you as the player, and they impose a certain amount of, like, um, objectives and skills that you have to, you know, either obtain and or do, and generally that is primarily, like, um, uh, competitive instead of cooperative, where, where you know, where it's like what you said in your uh, letter in, in the last episode, uh, or the episode uh, before last, which was, you know, it's a game that's it, that is an anti-game. It's instead of separating people and putting them on teams, it's bringing people from all over together well, to play together. Well,
2: let's, let's, let's be honest. If it weren't for the whole fucking you could share your bridges and your and your ladders and all that, this game would be no different than these games that he's describing about, oh, you've got this narrative and these objectives that you need to go through. Like the only the only exactly. he's made is the fact that you can help other people, which is like, all right, cool, man, that's awesome, and, and I you, really appreciate it. It doesn't make you some kind of fucking messiah. Where, where you're no, it doesn't, but it it does incentivize
1: you to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. I think what it does is just it it wants to shift the focus of the camera slightly, you know, yeah. which I, I, and like I
2: think is great, but I just I, I don't know. I think the whole like. Him being like, it's a whole new type of video game you've never played before. Like, bro, I've played Minecraft online. Like, you can help people online there, too. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. To me, like, the whole it's a game you've never played before, I don't think it's possible at where we are as far as, like, accessibility with consumer technology. And, like the creativity of video game developers where we're gonna actually see a video game that's a, an experience that we've never felt before. The right? closest
2: thing we got to that was when they introduced VR a couple of years ago.
3: Yeah, and even yeah, then even like then, yeah. I I don't want to look through like those two forty P PlayStation VR
2: glasses or I, I saw a great thing yeah. where it was like, you know, nineteen nineties. Don't sit so close to the TV, you know, you're gonna hurt your eyes. Two thousand nineteen and you've got you've literally got the TV fucking bolted to your face. Yeah, but I do think
3: that, like, what he has done is recapture an, a very nostalgic sense of video games, which is that, like, mm-hmm. schoolyard feel of, man, this takes me back to Metal Gear Solid. Back when I we were talking earlier in the episode, me and my friends had one copy that we were passing around, and I got stuck on the part where it was like, call Merrill, and I was like, how do I do that? Because we were passing the discs around, right? But not the case. Not the case. And I was like, how do I get through this? And the guy was like, oh, no, you need... I called my buddy on the phone, and he said, yeah, you have to look on the back of the video game case. And I was like, crap. So I hung up with him, and I called the guy who had the case. And I was like, what's the picture on the back of the case? Say like the code. And, uh, but I, I like... That kind of enhances the experience of playing that game to me. Mm, sure. And I think that is, to me, the definition of a Kojima game is it has its own like subculture.
2: Yeah, I like that. I was just I was sort of going off on a tangent. I just hate the whole the and you know I think it's funny because he think uh, I believe that it's been said that you know Tarantino is one of Kojima's favorite directors, but he. He buys, he, he almost buys into himself in the same way that Tarantino buys into himself. And I just, I find mm. that kind of irritating.
3: I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. But I also think that, like, he is onto something, and, but it may not be the thing that he intends. Yeah, well, he
2: also, I mean, and just the way he makes it sound like he's, you know, made this groundbreaking new development, it's like, eh, not
0: really. I think and I think it's what we've kind of predicted earlier is that like he's taken tools that existed and done something kind of interesting with it but
1: it's not yeah somewhat somewhat unique.
0: Yeah but it's not like new. This isn't a new genre like the idea of no. like, a persistent world with people that or you interact with in the world in some way is like not a it, new idea at all. Like it goes back to like not even Dark Souls but like Journey and like games like that where it's just like Yeah. yeah you yeah know, what so. I
3: think is unique and distinct about it is that this game feels more realistic than any of those.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Sure. I can agree with that. This is a thick sew, yeah, boys. Yeah, it's a hefty chunk of an episode, boy. So I think we got to get out of here. Let's really thank you guys let's, for joining us. Let's rip absolutely. through these. Let's rip through this outro really quickly. You can find us on the internet, MetalGearMondays.com. You can also go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays, uh, YouTube slash Metal Gear Mondays, Twitter at Metal Gear Monday, Facebook, Instagram, bit.ly slash MGM store, all those cool places. Check us out, review us on iTunes. It helps out a lot. Um, and just check all that stuff out. All those links, like I said, are at Metal Gear Mondays.com. Uh, Cole, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter at IAM Duncan and uh, on Instagram. At Subterranean Homesick Brews.
0: What
2: about you, Zach? You can find me on Instagram at author Zach James. Yeah. What about you, Chris?
3: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Hampton II. That's the second. You can also find me on LinkedIn at David Christopher Hampton II.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Sanjul, that's S-A-N-J-U-U-L, and YouTube, bit.ly slash Sam does a thing. Chris, I think that might have been our first LinkedIn shout on the show before. I think it is. You know, I'm that's a corp- pretty, you're, you're You're doing firsts. I'm a corporate boy, so. You're a corporate boy, what can I say? You know what you're doing on LinkedIn, Chris? You know what you're doing on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, you're, you're matching up with the jobs and people that are in your industry and other people like that. You're creating con- connections and strands. And it's almost like you and the people on LinkedIn have, like, a connection or something. Almost like a bridge. Yeah. Anyway. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel you and I might have, like, a connection or something, something,
4: something.
0: Did everybody feel good about that countdown? Yeah, that's what it got how to
2: count, I don't know what happened. I like it. I don't
0: know what happened. The cat did knocked over a, a plant. Yeah, it's hard to say.
1: Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're fucking starting this episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> me. Honestly, I might.
0: Here's to you, dear listener, and welcome to Metal Gear Mondays.
1: Let me get that schmutz off of you. Let me get that schmutz
0: off your you face. Let me get that schmutz off your face. You've been a black, drowning in BTs.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, listen, guys,
3: I just know, got back from, from New York, <laughs> and I can't handle Christ. it. I
0: can't handle it.
2: With all this hologram technology, you think you'd be able to call more than
0: once a week, but no. <laughs> you never call your mother anymore. I was there when you were born your Schmeckle. that was so small but it grew probably no <laughs> that, you that, know. that that
1: that one nice man with the golden mask he once said that it's really hard to make a connection if we can't shake hands but you got an iPhone bubby you got the best thing
0: to make a connection call your mother, some <laughs> more, Bubby. To- she's talking to her daughter. You know
2: that Higgs boy. He seems like he knows what's going on in the world.
0: <laughs> seems like a nice boy.
2: I hear he's a terrorist, and you see he's got that golden mask. Those things are expensive. And he's he's oh just so goodness. adorable, Bubby. And that it's voice, so adorable, like the bubby. voice of an angel. I feel like I've heard it a million other places. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: All right, I'm going
4: to introduce the show. Okay. (laughs)